listener, do you like scary movies? What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, Jay and Mike like scary movies, too. You should go and subscribe to their podcast. We watched a movie. Because if you don't, I'll gut you like a... Well, I think you get the idea. Enjoy yourselves while you still can. This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Learn more at slashandcast.net. <clears throat> And we are live. Wow. From the top of the mountain. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Some Owen Wilson. Wow. 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 <laughs> you lost a lot of men out there playing for the Yankees? Yeah, to unruly trades and all sorts of stuff. Wow. Wow. We're not that young. <laughs> That's a great movie, dude. Oh, it's good, Bert. I like it. it. Feels so good. Feels so good when she chokes around. Dude, I watched. Uh, I watched some sad ass shit last night. I watched. Uh, I w- was the, the the wizard's not sad. It's a great movie. I do like the wizard, but really, it's just one big long uh, Nintendo commercial. But it's still great. It's got um, uh, a lot. Not Elijah Wood. Uh, the main guy in it is a uh, fuck. Maybe the, no. It's a uh, Fred Savage. It's called the wizard. Yeah, it's it came out in 88, 89 or something like that. It's got Christian Slater in it. It's it's great, dude. It's like they go on a cross-country tour to compete in a Nintendo video game tournament. Oh. Like he takes his autistic kid brother with him and he's like really good at video games. So it's like Rain Man but Nintendo. I'm guessing this is an 80s movie. Yeah. 80 89 or 9, I don't know. I think it was like 89. But then I watched uh, after that I was like I'm I'm in the mood. I'm in the mood to get sad. So I watched Radio Fly, uh, Flyer. It made me cry a little bit, and then I really wanted to get into a puddle of nothingness and an emotional state of Wizard of Oz shit. So I went and watched uh, Radio, just Radio with Cuba Gooding. I was gonna say, what's what's Radio Flyer? I've never heard of that one. I've only heard of Radio. That's good. That's the one with Elijah Wood. That's the one where about the two kids. One of them's bullied by like the stepdad. He's an alcoholic piece of shit, and then they they build a like an airplane out of a like a Radio Flyer wagon, and they take off on a hill. I somewhere in my deep subconscious, I remember that. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. I just watched Evan the- Evan Alpo says like yeah dude, the, the, he says the power glove it's so bad <laughs> like they they introduced the power glove in the wizard. <laughs> oh, is that like the actual power glove from Nintendo? Yeah, it's it's literally the whole movie is literally a Nintendo like sponsored commercial like the whole thing the hour and thirty I mean it's, they they all the double dragons on there Super Mario Brothers Super Mario Brothers three Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> Ninja or Gaiden. <laughs> oh man. Uh- Clinton Kildepstein says, "What? What in the butt? <laughs> okay, <laughs> I won't bite. Not that hard. Dude, we watched that video like a thousand times when that shit came out. That was like the early times of YouTube, man. That was a good time. Yeah. Uh, how are you doing tonight, chat? How the hell are you? We're here on a Thursday, which is weird. That's different. It's new, yellow, different. But we got a fun ass show tonight, man. Got some movie news to talk about. The first hour, the second hour, Nathan Basil." The star of Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon, is going to be on this show talking to us about that movie and some other stuff. And then in the final hour of the show, we'll just hang out. Got no plans for the final hour. We're just going to get naked. Get mm-hmm. get, yeah. get naked. Roll around in petroleum jelly and just see who can get a finger in whose butt first before the lights go out. You're my uh, blue. By the way, <laughs> yeah, I know. I saw it's all like a – my fucking shirt is like a 1980s goddamn music video. I look like the I look like a guy the Tarzan boy. Tarzan boy? <laughs> <laughs> I got my, uh, I, I have to change that shit. 
Yeah, you got one of those 3D Illusion shirts going. Yeah, I, I, I thought it might be different because the other one I wore was like a lighter blue and a white, so I thought it, this one where it's darker it wouldn't have the same effect, but I was wrong. It happens. Yeah, looks good though, man. Doesn't look that bad. I I, uh, I got my new uh, my new Wham Video shirt in the mail. Oh yeah, it's right over your nipple. Yeah, that's I like where it's it. supposed to be. So come and suck from the nipple of Wham. Yeah, <laughs> we need to get you a, a a collared one of these, and then when we get our video rental background, we'll have we'll be good to go, dude. We'll be good mm -hmm. to go. And by the way, if you guys want these, they're on our merch store in the link below. Uh, fresh and new, new and fresh. We're gonna get fresh sued so for clean, it. So clean. You, you better get one before we get sued. See, I don't know if we are though, because I mean, technically speaking, we're not using as long as we're not using the name uh, Buster of Block. I mean, they don't have, like, the rights on the fucking colors. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that works. Someone sent a message about that saying something about the colors, but I have no idea. My my, my approach is just wait and see. Maybe we'll get a... Well, they don't give a shit. They're, they're barely surviving. They got one store left in Oregon. Yeah. They don't care. Well, I think they do. I looked it up. I was like, they're not even a company anymore, right? Blockbuster? No, they're... Yeah, they were bought out by... Uh, Fucking! I looked at uh, time, not Time Warner. Was it Dish Network yes. or some shit like that? So like Dish Network is called like their rentals are called Blockbuster Rentals. So technically, it's still in business or something. I don't know. Conglomerates. Yeah, I watched that uh, documentary with Kevin Smith when he was talking about, or I don't think he made it, but he was in the documentary about the the last Blockbuster, and they were talking about they like the whole thing like hinged on them renewing or extending their contract, and they were waiting on with bated breath whether or not they were going to do it, and I think. They were like, you know what? We probably need some good uh, situations where we look good with the press. So let's not fucking cancel the last blockbuster. Yeah. Because, I mean, they had already showcased the, the manager was like a really sweet old lady that, well, she's not old, but she went out and like used her own money to buy like all the new releases from Walmart and shit and, and stock her own store. I still need to watch that, man. That's a dream, though. That's our dream. I don't know if you guys know this about me and Jay, but our dream is to one day own our own video store, even though that's... They would like lose money, but the worst business plan in history. Yeah, that's the thing. We got to get really rich first so that we can lose money. But know? I wouldn't give a shit. It would just be fun. I would just go hang out and get drunk in the store all day and talk about movies. <laughs> that's all we would, that's all we would do, dude. If I had Jeff Bezos' money, I would just open them up all over the country. You know, I would just I would just pay for it and just lose money yeah. on it. But I guess that's who why knows, man, not it might, Bezos. Like right now, it might actually be a good uh, profit. Because yeah. there's a lot of people that's in, in, they want to go to movie th uh, stores. Yeah, it's just like you got to sell them shit while they're there. So I guess you'd have to sell them like merch and shit like that to make some money back. Because nobody's written any goddamn videos. I, I bet some people will. I bet you get a few that do. Uh, Laynesia with the first super chat of the night. Thank you for that. Says, "Hey, Mike and Jay. Hello, hello, hello." Uh, hello. Tom Ungurian, thanks, buddy, says, hey, guys, I told Jamie Kennedy on his YouTube page to get with that Manscaped. He replied and, I, and said, I like them how I get with them. Haha, <laughs> so you should plug him and shout me out for the plug. <laughs> so he likes he likes Manscaped, right? Not us. <laughs> yeah, Manscaped's a good product. It's good. Hey, man. You know, even though they don't sponsor us anymore, just getting the uh, just getting that buzzer was a life changer. I mean, it's, it's just a good product. It's just a good yeah, product. Yeah. It felt very. The balls were very smooth. You could put that bitch on a mantle. Like it was very nice. Yeah, yeah. They're they're very nice. very very nice. Top top not top quality thing. That's the number one ball trimmer you can get in your whole life. David Nagel the third. Thanks, buddy. Says, hey, Mike and Jay. I sent my former manager a clip of you talking about his wife. He wasn't too happy, but didn't know the random number. I added his wife on Facebook. LOL. He was like, why a baseball game? <laughs> you remember that? He asked He asked Dr. Chalice to hit on his manager's wife so he could show oh. his manager that he didn't like the video of it. <laughs> and Dr. Oh, Chalice no, like, I, I, take you to a baseball game. <laughs> you got balls, man, to show it to your boss, though. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> 
fucking love that, David. That's hilarious. That would be something like your last day. Like, by the way, I just want you to know I've spread your your wife's fucking ugliness all over the internet. Look, look, look at this person <laughs> hit on him. They're just hitting. You're just fucked. I quit, by the way. I got a job at McDonald's. Okay, they're gonna start me at fifteen dollars an hour. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> David, tell tell him that you know not to worry. I didn't go all the way with her. You know, my butt, my beeper went off and had to go back to the hospital because I'm a doctor. Oh, man, that was funny as shit. Uh, Brandon says, wish Subway would give you all sponsorship. I know, dude. We tried our best to get a Subway sponsorship. That'd be amazing. Yeah, it's not like I don't even know who their spokesperson is now. I don't even think they have one. I think they just do random like like music commercials and shit. Like I don't like Jarrett was the last one. And I don't think they ever picked up a new one. Maybe they did. Yeah, it's like a bad breakup, you know? You dated No, no, uh, I did see one. Deion Sanders was fucking doing it. Oh, that's right. So was Bill Belichick, by the way. Yeah, so they got Deion. So, fuck, you know, you can't compete with Deion. That's that's a good point. Uh, Nightmare Kid said, bro, Leslie Vernon really here? Where? Where? (laughs) He's behind the mask. God. (laughs) Uh, Nathan's going to join us at 9 o'clock Eastern after the first hour and the first break. Right now, though, we're going to talk about some movie news going on in the world today. We need, like, a fucking, like, a... Like a sound thing whenever we do movie news. Like, (laughs) (laughs) movie break. Yak news. (laughs) Um, Check out this, guys. Uh, I'm sure you can see this as well, Jay. Godzilla versus Kong dropped a new poster today. And that might be one of the sweetest movie posters that I've ever seen in my entire goddamn life, man. Uh, yeah, I think I saw that earlier today. It looks amazing. If you're looking at the screen, it's on there now. I know there's like a delay, but that is that is so fucking sweet, dude. Like, I can't think of a movie poster that's cooler than that. I mean, yeah, that looks good. You got it. They should have done the Jason Takes Manhattan poster this way. King Kong looks like he's at an all you can eat buffet, and that's the diarrhea sneaking up on him later in the evening. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's coming to get you. I, I can't wait. You know what? I, I think Godzilla's going to whoop that ass, but I think if you're going to do the script wise, Kong wins. I mean, I think King Kong, I'm not 100% sure. I mean, again, I'm not, you know, the Godzilla movies are great, but I haven't watched all of them. But I think the first time King Kong and Godzilla fought, I think King Kong won. And he was technically the good guy. And I think he'll be technically the good guy in this too, which makes no sense because Godzilla was protecting humankind in a lot. So I don't know, but I think they said he was more of a force of nature. Like he just, you know, he, what, what threatened him, he had to take down. So he wasn't really defending humanity. He was just like some shit got in my way and I got to put it on the clink clink. Like, <laughs> I got to put my tail down. <laughs> You're about to get shift motherfucker by a gorilla. Uh, but yeah, dude, that, I, I don't know, man. Like I just, I, what a cool fucking poster idea. And that's what it's all about, right? I just hope with Godzilla vs. Kong this time, they, they go with this idea. Like with all these recent Godzilla movies and the Kong movies, like they were fine. They were serviceable. You know, Brian Cranston in one, uh, I think John Goodman in the Kong movie, but they always mm. try to do too much sub stories. I guess they don't want to pay the money to put them on screen the entire time. Cause you can't just have them fight for two hours. I get that you have to have a story. It's just, they've never interested me with any of the stories that they've done. It's always just like, get back to the monsters fucking fighting dude. You know? Yeah. Russell Anderson says Godzilla versus Myers. Myers would just stab his Achilles and then Godzilla would eat him or like incinerating <laughs> with his blue flame. And that would be the third time that Michael's been set on fire, but he will not come back from this one child. Dude. But, uh, I you know it's weird like I I like the story of the Godzilla movies I mean the the last the, the what was it the um, Godzilla and then they had the other King of Monsters or I think that was what it was mm-hmm. called the last one they just did I didn't mind the stories they were a little slow and a little boring but when they got but it set it up pretty well because when you got into the monster fight holy shitholes that was some that was some of the best stuff ever yeah. that movie it really is sad that because I mean you know it is what it is about the movie theaters but th- those movies really are built for theaters like a hundred percent. 
Absolutely, man. And I don't think I've watched King of the Monsters since theaters because it was just like, that's the place to see it. And, you know, if it's a safe situation, then I'll go. That's one that I'd like to go to the theater to see for sure, even if it is also playing on HBO Max. I think that will do. We should take bets, by the way, on which one of these HBO Max movies ends up doing more money in the theaters. I guarantee it's probably going to be Godzilla vs. Kong because people are going to want to see that on the big screen. You know what I mean? I would, I would imagine it'd be that one, yeah. And, you know, maybe use that stimmy and get you a nice-ass TV to watch it on. I don't know, but... I imagine that, dude. Imagine if this was a Michael versus Jason poster, and Jason's in Manhattan, and Michael's fucking swimming like the end of uh, at the start of H five. <laughs> He's like floating through the fucking water. <laughs> well, I think they would have to put above the title in quotations Manhattan because it's really Canada. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like uh, Michael Myers versus Jason in New York. <laughs> Jason, you mean Canada? Like, yeah. Jason takes Manhattan, but really this yeah. time. Uh, Jason takes Manhattan. I think he only they only shot like that one scene in Times Square, which was badass. That was a great fucking scene, but that yeah. was the only time they were allowed to be there. Jason takes Manhattan. I feel like would be very high on the list of movies that sounded cooler than they actually were, like like movies that actually you know disrespected their titles. Which I think that's got to be like top five. Jason takes Manhattan is the coolest fucking idea ever, especially that time when Manhattan and like New York, like you had the turtles with the fucking you know people all eating the pizzas. Manhattan yeah. during that time, like New York was a cool ass place. Not to say it's not now, but Jason Dyer I've... says Jay's shirt wants his MTV. <laughs> I love it, Asian T. I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I'm gonna change it. Soon. It's like I'm, I'm looking over at the screen while the chat's going. And I'm going cross-eyed. Like, it doesn't look bad when I'm talking to Mike on on the call, but when I look over, I'm like, holy shit! It really it looks like Phil Collins from the '80s shit on my mouth. Like, it's just a lot of electronica colors and shit. Dude, I, I don't like. I don't know why cameras fucking do that, man. Like whenever we filmed before, like I don't wear button-up shirts very often at all. But one time I wore a shirt like that, and I was so fucking pissed when I went to edit it because every single time I was like. Like, yeah. it didn't look right at all. It was like a 17th dimension. I feel like I'm in uh, Mallrats. He's like, it's a it's a schooner, you dumb bastard. <laughs> it's a cell boat. A schooner is a cell boat, doo-doo head. You know what? There is no Santa Claus or Easter Bunny. <laughs> I want to see the goddamn sailboat. Please, God, when it's going to be my time. That's what it looks like. It looks like one of those 3D fucking puzzles set up at the mall. Yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, trailer for Godzilla vs. Kong, by the way, drops Sunday night. They officially yeah. announced it's going to drop on Sunday night, so I can't Sundays. wait to see that shit. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Evan Alpaw, thanks, buddy, says, Watch Friday the 13th Part 3 again today, and Richard Brooker is definitely in my top three for Jason, favorite Jasons. He's still human, but also a bit supernatural, and that shit is scary. Dude, I fucking know. Richard Brooker might be my favorite Jason. I feel like he's unsung, man. Again, those gigantic ass traps and him just stalking around. He's the most fit Jason for sure. Like, I mean, Jason lives is kind of like CrossFit. Jason does a lot of squats, got the nice booty popping. But I'll tell you what, Friday 13th part 3D, Jason, that dude fucking lifts, man. Yeah, I like him. He's good. I, I just, it's just for me, it's always Kane Hodder, dude. Just the way that he reinvented that character of Jason yeah. himself. Derek Mears. Derek Mears a big motherfucker, too. Yeah. Big motherfucker. Uh, Maurice the Beast Vlogs says, Gorira for the win. Is that how you say it? Gorira? Gorira? Are you, I don't know. Let me. I, uh, I don't, I, are you talking about the actual Japanese pronunciation of Godzilla? Yeah. Gojiro. Gojira. Oh, I'm doing like a tag. I'm not Japanese, so I don't fucking know. But I, <laughs> I'm doing it. Gotaka, gotaka, gotaka. Gojira. Bonjour. Gojira. Gojira. I don't know. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, flamethrower Fluff Salisbury. That's the. Maybe the greatest fucking name of all time. Says Ant-Man is going to try to jump in. Kong will stomp him and Godzilla will torch him. Yeah, dude. Yeah, but you know, the, 
Ant-Man can grow to giant man. I mean, he got pretty fucking big. I, I mean, at least he could at least get one good shot in there and kick Godzilla in his nuts if he's got any. I mean, at least throw one good roundhouse, like, kick to the nuts. Something. Because <laughs> he can grow, like, 65 feet tall. Yeah. Yeah. That, so, I mean, hey, give it time, dude. Disney will probably buy the properties of this shit, too. And then in phase six of Marvel, it'll be fucking Godzilla versus Ant-Man. Yeah, I don't know. There was, <laughs> like, really, honestly, if you really want to get nasty with it. Ant like I saw a meme about Ant Man going inside the butthole of Thanos and just exploding him from the inside. I mean, if he wanted to do that, he could get up in Godzilla's asshole and explode him. What is the god, dude? That's like, I'm that's probably the easiest wow. way. It's like I'm gonna find a real quick way into your crack, and you're dead. <laughs> that would be funny. I see, dude, watching uh, Robert Downey Jr. explain it to him was like. We're gonna need you to go inside of his ass. <laughs> you know, and Paul was like, "I'm not doing it, dude." He's like, "Hey, man, we need you to do it." Paul, come on, you got to do it for the team. Take one for the team. Get Stinky Winky in there. Oh, <laughs> shit, we need you to go inside of his butt and then become Giant Man and just explode him from within. That and then as he explodes, he goes, "You are not Japanese. You are not Tlaka." <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fucking hilarious, dude. Um, all right, so that's the Godzilla versus Kong news, and then there's some other fun little news uh, that we missed last night when we were talking about Halloween Kills. Uh, just a tiny little thing. Uh, we did go back and talk about one of the behind-the-scenes uh, pictures that came out uh, of actual Michael holding the halogen, but there was a couple more tiny, tiny little thingies in here um, featuring Lori's house burnt down. Uh, mm. I'll give this a second so that you can see it pop up, Jake, because I know there's a delay. But it's just a picture of Lori's house after it's after it's burnt down there's two of these and there's nothing really to it i mean it's just a bunch of burnt shit but it's just kind of cool looking to see like how deep they went with like the uh you know the landscaping <laughs> she had a tiny little tv i guess i don't know if that was like her her cctv that she used for uh oh yeah for watching her shit you know um but that's that's michael's uh, uh like porn her hub jerk hole <laughs> <laughs> Michael's like, I kind of like it here. Can I keep it? Can I keep this? You using this? Hey, man, that actually looks like some shit that was in the, in his room in home uh, Halloween Resurrection. <laughs> they found his little sex torture chamber. <laughs> it, does. it does, dude. He's going to live there. I saw a video of a politician talking today, and I swear to God, man, she was standing in the fucking hallway from H6. Like, if you look above her head, there was, like, all those pipes and shit. I was like, that looks just like H6. But then there's this other photo here. This one's a little bit more interesting than that one because if you pay close enough attention, you can see that it looks like it's definitely the actual scene where the investigative journalists talk to Jamie Lee Curtis at the beginning of the movie. The couch setup's the exact same. The details there, that's the door that she walked him out, and she's like, oh, I'll accept my $3,000 now. That yeah. thing, pretty dope, man. Like that—that that is some legit shit. I wonder if I mean, did they just set that shit on fire though? Like, did, did they actually go to that location to set what do you this mean? up? Like, go to the location, like, and, like for real? Yeah, like for real, set it on fire. Yeah, I mean, they probably did. I mean, they, they probably built the set and they're like, we're gonna we're gonna torch this shit. Who wants to set set on fire? Like, that's probably <laughs> the best part about being a pyro, uh, the pyro guy. Like in uh, yeah. fucking uh, what's the Tropic Thunder? It's like back, motherfuckers. <laughs> like, it's all you got. Just set the explosions in the fire. It's cool though that I, like they left all the shit in there too. Like I mean, obviously they actually lit it on fire because you could see the, yeah. the shots of it on fire. But I wonder because this is again behind the scenes photos that weren't officially released. If this dude just went in the next day after it was over with and just started taking pictures, or I wonder if somehow they end up back in that house and they're actually filming there post post the the whole thing being fucking nuked like it was. I uh, yeah I. Yeah, I don't know. It looks cool, though. I mean, I mean, like, I don't know. It just keeps on wetting the whistle. It feels good. All these new images that are sliming out and, and coming out, it feels good. I like it. 
Yeah. As long as they don't reveal too much. That's the that's the thing. I don't want to I don't want to see a lot. I'm I mean we get a little bit here and there, but as long as they don't give us a like a really like too much, you know, less is more, Chip. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> less is more. Exactly. This kind of shit's cool though. It's just fun to look at and talk about, but it doesn't give jack shit away. I mean, we <laughs> Yeah, it's I'm interested to see what they do with the next uh trailer, like how much they're going to put in that. Yeah, because I mean, I think one of the worst things that they did, man, uh, which I guess you can't say it's a bad thing because the movie did well and the trailer did its job by getting people in the theaters. But I cannot believe I still can't believe they put that that closet scene from 2000. Yeah, that would have been epic if no one had seen it coming. Yeah. in the fucking trailer, man, like that shit's crazy. Someone said rescue me goes wrong. That shit makes funny. Uh, I said that shit makes funny. Kiefer Sutherland was drinking that vodka that day. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have time to put that shit out. Oh, man. But. You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm with you, man. I, I'm excited about Halloween Kills. I don't want to see too much, though. I hope that the next trailer keeps it just as vague as this past shit's been. Because they've already had to deal with the fucking script leaking. And, like, so many people have already read the goddamn script, if that's the real script. I know a couple of them were fake. But I just want to enjoy it. You know? Did I don't you imagine it. how shitty and pissed off it must make you feel? Like, if you're a director or a writer of that movie and you really want the fans to have something awesome and then that shit's leaked out and, like, now people know and they're just running their fucking shit lips all over the internet and you're like you assholes you want you feel like you want to be jay and silent bob and jay and silent bob strike back and get all that money and just go to each one's house and kick their ass for talking <laughs> shit on the internet <laughs> movie poop shoot .com. Poop. yeah <laughs> oh man uh and then finally uh something cool to talk about actually this kind of i don't know it might be something that pisses people off but take a look at this real quick you guys this is this appeared on HBO Max's latest uh, advertisement for all their movies that are going to be coming to theaters coming out uh, this next year. And we all knew The Matrix 4 was one of those movies, but they actually showed the logo for it. Now, whether this is a working logo, I don't know, or, or what the hell's going on there. But you would think if it's a working logo, they would actually put the in there because I'm pretty sure. Well, what the hell is that? That looks like a it brought to you by Pixar. <laughs> well, it's the original logo. It's the I original. know it just looks weird. <laughs> but, but that one, I believe that one said the Matrix. So the idea is what people are saying is that they're going to go the same route Halloween 2018 went. They're going to go the same route that Scream went. And the Matrix 4 is actually just going to be called the Matrix. Yeah. Kind of uh, stupid. I don't know, man. Look, the Matrix Three let me down in a lot of ways. Uh, I spent them. I don't know. I really hoped it was going to be. Look, the Matrix Reload. It wasn't anything like super good. It wasn't bad. But when they got to the Matrix Three, I was like, all right, it's all like I don't know. Not just a fucking video game on PlayStation Two. Yeah. Like it got real over. I mean, and then I don't know. It's just the whole thing with Zion. I just felt like things just didn't. It felt like everything was rushed to get done as quickly as they could, and they had to wrap up the story. And the Agent Smith taking over all the. I don't know. Like I was just like, mm, I don't like this game. But, but yeah, so I, it didn't it didn't suck, but it wasn't as good. So I don't know how like I'm excited for Matrix Four, but I really don't know. I've, I thought it, I, I don't know. I, I think that if you'd made a Matrix Four a few years after the fact, but not like right. I mean, I feel like Keanu is just like it's not going to be the same. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm actually pretty excited for it, man. I, I I'm more excited for this. I think it's definitely going to be better than the Matrix Two and the Matrix Three. I think that was actually the problem with the Matrix though, because they rushed that shit out. Like they fucking mm. rushed both those Matrix movies out. And I remember going to see the second Matrix in the theater right after school one day and being like, oh, I cannot get into this. Maybe I'm just stupid. And then I learned that nobody else really could get into it either. Like, they weren't bad. Like you said, they had a lot of cool shit in them. But the story just wasn't there, and it was too confusing, and it was a bunch of fucking wild shit. I actually think this is going to be, uh, knowing absolutely goddamn nothing about it, I have high hopes that it's going to be really cool. But I just think 
I mean, honestly, dude, I don't really give a shit what they name it. It doesn't bother me if they want to call it Matrix. But I, I also wonder, like, fucking why? Like, just call it Matrix 4. It's not like people don't know what the fucking Matrix is. It's one of the most famous movies of all time. Well, at least they call it something weird and <clears throat> trite, like the Matrix Return of the Neo, <laughs> or some <laughs> shit like that, or, or, or Morpheus's Last Stand. I don't something I'm like. Oh my god, <laughs> the Matrix Four: Ignorance is Bliss. By the way, you know it's gonna be kind of hard to, you know, I'm not. I love him. I think he's great. He's a great actor. But um, the, uh, um, Lawrence Fishburne put on some weight, man. So I mean, he's not gonna be the Morpheus of old. So it's gonna be like Neo's gonna have to. So he's like, all right, so I, you thought I was dead and I was left inside this digital hellfire and you've been getting fucking fat up here in Zion and leaving me for dead, asshole. You didn't even come look for me and Trinity's dead, even though she's <laughs> supposed to come back, I think. They I think both the girl, died, right? Well, we don't know what happened to Neo. At the end, you just see him being dragged off with the machines. So you don't know if they were just going to study the anomaly and that was the whole thing. And the guy that ran the, the Matrix, the KFC fucking guy, was going <laughs> to... <laughs> Colonel Sanders over there was going to like really cut up Neo and see what makes him tick. But yeah, as far as... Yeah, yeah, Trinity died. Like, she legit died. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> I feel like, this steak's not real, but... It's for your licking good. <laughs> that was the, that was the, I swear when I saw him and he turned around that room of white, Colonel Sanders immediately, had, he had all the monitors up. And I'm like, this motherfucker <laughs> keeps guard of his secret recipe for KFC. That, when like, they found that dude in that room, I was like, this shit's about to be dope. And then I was like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I I was, I, when he started talking and then there was like the different versions of the anomaly that it appeared. So I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I can't even like this. It felt like an uh, introduction to computer, like advanced computer science. I was like, I don't even know. I thought I was having a good time. Now I got to study this bitch. Like, <laughs> I can't see with this thing on. It really was. It was just, it was way convoluted and overcomplicated. That's what happened to it. Like, I think it just got weighted down by too much explaining. Yeah. Like an M night Shyamalan, you know, one of his movies that weren't that great. Like uh, I got the idea, but it was just like you, you're taking way too much time to build onto the story with and just add words. <laughs> There's no need. It's like you're Stephen King. You're adding words to describe a scene that's not really needed. Just yeah. get to the meat and potatoes. I don't want the you know the bullshit appetizer. Just give me the steak. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you, dude. I, I think they did the same thing. I'm just confused about what this trend is about. Like, like we're smart enough. We have internet, man. We have Google. Like, you're gonna confuse the fuck out of people. Uh, when yeah. in, in 10 years, when every single movie has a goddamn remake or a sequel that's like that's that has the same name as its original, but it's not a remake, it's a sequel, you're just gonna confuse the fuck out of people. They're not gonna know what to watch. Just call it Matrix 4. I don't care, I'll understand well, what's going on. It doesn't ruffle my butt feathers. I just think it's a yeah. dumb media move. Yeah, I, I'm not. I well, it's the same thing with Scream 5, they're gonna call it Scream. That's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, like you know, it's just I yeah I don't know. I guess that they feel like putting the number in front of it, people will roll their eyes more. They'll be like, oh shit, another one. Yeah, Easter everybody days. knows fourth movies suck, bro. I'm not, I'm not gonna go and uh, you're gonna I'm a fifth one. Get real, fucking. You've stabbed your last titty, Ghostface. I'm not gonna get waste one dollar on you. If they try to say that, by the way, that that's the reason why they do it, it's because like a deep, a, a deep sequel connotation gives off the connotation that you know it's a bad film because sequels are bad films. I'm like, I think so. We're gonna go with fucking remake because remakes are always fucking good, right? There's I no think, negative connotation to that. I feel like that's probably what it is. I feel like it's a PR move. It's so stupid. Like, I feel like it's a marketing strategy. They're like, well, you know, we got to sell the tickets because if you put the number in front of it, most people will be like, nah, I'm not. They've made six of those. Fuck that. I'm not going to watch it. I mean, stuff like Star Wars and shit was easy because you just say like Star Wars Episode Four, but then you'd have like A New Hope, The Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. You'd have different names for it. So it wouldn't be like Star Wars Part Three or something like that, even though those are 
Well, that's I think you just fucking answered the question, though. That's what they should do. They should just call it The Matrix with some fucking words after it. Then it doesn't feel like a deep sequel, and then it also doesn't feel like a remake at all. I just, I don't know. I think it's dumb, man. I think it's really dumb. It's called Matrix, the viral outbreak. <laughs> someone, said, someone in the chat said something funny. They said the uh, uh, Matrix, the truth is out there. <laughs> that's just fucking what... Scully and Mulder show up at the end, and they're actually <laughs> they were actually antiviruses the entire time. How dumb is it for them I'd to watch that? For them to do this to be like, well, we want to make it more. And and again, this isn't official. This is just a guess based on the logo that they released. But uh, how dumb it would it be for them to do this? Would be like, we want to make the Matrix for uh, more accessible. Uh, and it's like, dude, the Matrix and and both of its sequels are the most non-accessible movies. They are fucking Steve Jobs. They're you know without the ports. You know what I mean? Like they're not. Mm-hmm. They don't pander to anybody. It's not supposed to be for. Yeah, it's it's gonna be for people who want to think a little bit. So it just seems like counterintuitive to me, but I don't know, counterproductive. Yeah. Uh, the shape in the shadows. Thanks for the super chat, buddy. Appreciate that. He says, "Hey, wham fam. Thanks for the shout out. My girlfriend's name is Nikki. She was laughing her butt off. Love you guys. You both make life fun." Uh, oh, you're you're welcome, man. Yeah, dude. Uh, shape in the shadows. Last night had uh, I think it was Loomis give his girlfriend a shout out. We were like, "What's her name, bro?" <laughs> he didn't tell his fucking name. Yeah. But, um... I don't know if it was it might have been Lewis or Slitterman, but yeah, either way it was fun. It was fun times. Yeah, that was that was good stuff, man. Uh thank you, brother. Appreciate that. So um I mean that's today's not a crazy day for movie news, man. Not a whole lot of shit came out. Uh I guess maybe we covered most of it last night. Yeah, I I, I was looking around, I didn't see a, a fucking thing at all popping up anywhere about anything. Ooh. There was one more cool thing that did come out. Uh, Robert Rodriguez announced that they are making a Dust Till Dawn animated series. Um mm. <laughs> I mean, on what platform? Uh, on probably on the El Rey network, the network he owns, the same one as the TV show is on. Look, I mean, I never watched the, the. Well, I watched like the first episode of the TV show, the Dust from Dust Dawn. It's not bad. The guy that actually played the part of um, um, George Clooney's character, I can't remember which brother, which Gecko brother he was. Um, Seth. He played Seth. He did a good job and was actually pretty effective. But I, I never got into the series. Like I, I felt like the movie was really good. The Dustal Dawn one was great. The second one, not as good. I didn't like, I mean, even though I like Robert Patrick, I think he was in the second one. The third one got really fucking stupid. I don't know. I, I felt like the if you got Seth back to do when they go to like the very end of the movie of Dustal Dawn and you do a direct sequel like that, I'd be fine with it. But I, I don't know, man. I just never got into the TV series. I feel like the whole thing had been spent overspent at yeah. that point. I'm I'm kind of with you, man. Like I think the only sequel that I really want to see from Dust Till Dawn is if you get George Clooney and and, and Quentin Tarantino back. Well, Quentin Tarantino is legit dead. You can't because he's dead. So at least George Clooney. I'd be into that. I want to see what happened after that. You know what I mean? Which I don't know. Does the TV show go into that? Does it follow what happens afterwards? No, no, it literally retells the story pretty much from the movie, from Uh, Dust to Dawn. So what they did was they recast Seth and they recast Quentin Tarantino's guy, you know, and then they go from there. But it's not bad. Like, again, it would be cool to see uh, an older George Clooney after he's been like in hiding for a long time and then. Maybe the titty twister gets put back up and they're out like these vampires are out for revenge or maybe these vampire hunters come from across this uh, country to track them down. They need to go to him because he survived the night there. I don't know. And then he could get back into it that way. <laughs> they should do a Godfather thing when he's like, I'm legit now. I don't do any crimes. I'm a good guy. Or like Strangeland where he like cleans up his act and he's trying to be a good guy. He like he's like he's working as like the door greeter at fucking Walmart. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, how you doing? Hard drinkers drink hard. And all of a sudden someone like starts fucking with him and he's like, Don't make me go back to my old ways like John Wick. <laughs> he has to start robbing people and shit again. I don't know, that's fucking dumb. But or I, 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 I wouldn't mind watching it as long as he was in it though. I think that you, the only way to make a good one is how you gotta have George Clooney in it. Yeah, that that 
fucking man that i think that's george clooney's best role like i know he's like this beloved hollywood actor or whatever but uh, fucking what role is he better than in dust till dawn i don't know that's the mama mia <laughs> he wasn't in no, mama I, mia. I don't i don't think he was in that one most of his movies bore the shit out of me to be honest with you i like him as an actor but i just don't like the roles he he picks to be honest with you here's bronson yeah. was in mama mia that's yeah. who it was, was like, wow how the mighty have fallen it's <laughs> a man marco vivo toro says matrix stocks ex- stock exchange dropped <laughs> yeah that sounds like a good one that sounds like what's really happening <laughs> <laughs> hey i think it went up actually so good, good job stock i know people. that twitter closed real bad because twitter is suffering some pretty bad pr right now they're gonna get fucking sued their pants off yeah. in court i don't know fucking uh i know that uh what the fuck is this Oh, sorry. My computer did a fart. Evan Alpal says the second season of From Dust Till Dawn takes place after they leave. You guys should definitely give it a try. Okay. Yeah. But so I guess in the, in the TV show, maybe he survives. By the way, I fucked up. L Ray Network's no longer around. Uh, apparently it's gone. So I don't know what channel that'll be on. But hey, dude, that's fucking crazy. The L Ray Network actually very early in, in Wham uh, reached out to us and they were like, hey, we saw these Rocky videos that you guys did. Can we use them? We're doing like a Rocky week on the channel, which is a fucking beautiful idea. They're like, can we use your videos for it? And I was like, oh, my God, yeah. Fuck yeah. I like. I told my mom. I was like, we're going to be on TV, mom. And then they never emailed me back. They were like, actually, we've watched it, and these videos suck. Yeah, they're terrible. <laughs> God damn, you guys have impressive thumbnails, but the content's like a murky pile of shit. <laughs> I remember editing that too, dude, because I think we like got drunk and fucked up and like forgot an entire Rocky movie. And like when I edited it, I like I fucked up the edit on it because it was like a long, awful edit, and I, I screwed it up. And like I think I had to like delete those off the internet because they were so bad. Like one day we need to go back and revisit the Rocky series do it right because that's like one of our favorite franchises of all time yeah we really i mean i don't even have to i mean i've seen literally that movie so many like all of them i don't yeah. even, I, other than rocky maybe rocky Balboa. i'd have to go back and rewatch that one because that one's been a while i usually stop at four because i just don't like what happens to him like i just don't like it <laughs> i want i want him to go out on, yeah i don't you know even though i started appreciating five a little bit but i i still can't like i just hate the fact that he loses fucking everything i was like this is bullshit Dude, the whole point of those movies was watching him come from nothing to get, and yeah. he did it, and he like he got his face fucking smushed in to do that shit. He went through hell. His face is like I, <laughs> like he got he got he got fucked up. He went through everything he could, and then I, is it the beginning of five where he's in the shower and he's yeah. like, Adrian, I can't find my socks, you know, or is yeah. he in the shower with the socks? Like, yeah. and then yeah, it's just his whole life is back in the gutter, and then his son fucking hates him, and then he's kind of an absentee asshole dad too, and I'm like, what the. You bought Polly a birthday uh robot says happy, happy birthday, birthday Polly. What happened to you? <laughs> what happened to you, Rock? Goes up. Oh, I, I don't know. And then the end was cool, but then I wanted to see him whoop Tommy Gunn's ass in the ring and get a lot of money for it. And he didn't do it. I was like, and then it ends on the note that he reclaims himself as a family man. I just I was like, Yeah, that's great. That makes me feel all cozy inside. But the motherfucker's still poor. Yeah. At the end of the day, he's still gonna be like wiping his own ass with socks. And he never dude, he never fucking recovered from it. Like even in the Creed movies. Like he does okay. He has this restaurant or whatever, but he's still living like a kind of on the shady side of town, if I don't if, if I'm not misremembering that. Like he never financially recovered from what happened to him in Rocky Five, which makes yeah. Rocky Five all the more heartbreaking, dude. He was buying motorcycles and he was buying jackets with fucking tigers on the back. <laughs> he was buying Rolexes. He was doing great, man, until Polly decides to get drunk and well, that was in three where Polly gets drunk drunk and he smashes the rocky game and then they Dude, get that was fist probably, fight in the garage 
that was probably one of the funniest uh, Pauly moments. He was like fighting him, and he's like, "Can I have a job?" Oh yeah, do is ask. Uh, by the way, I, I will put Jason Dyer says Giggle Bush is making Jay's shirt look awesome. Well, that was my intent the entire time, Jason, because I knew you'd be here with that Giggle Bush. I was like, I'm gonna <laughs> fuck people's worlds up with this man. Have a good time. Mike White here with his mushrooms. He's about to have a fun time tonight. Um, Evan Alpaul said the second season of. Oh, you already told us that. Sorry, I'm an idiot. Sorry, uh, and you read Jason's there. But yeah, man, um, hopefully you guys are enjoying this in the chat tonight. I'm really excited for 9 o'clock, man, here shortly. Uh, we're going to take a break, and then when we come back, not right now, but when we come back, we're going to have Nathan Basil of Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. It's going to be a fun fucking time. So stick around, mm -hmm. okay? 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 Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I need it. I do. But yeah, dude, like, why the fuck wouldn't they do that? Like, is there is there a good reason for, uh, other than George Clooney not wanting to come back? Why they wouldn't just? I think it was. I think it was literally because they they couldn't get him back. Yeah, I wonder if they asked. Well, yeah, I mean, he probably like quoted him a number. He was like, "If you can, if you can match me right here, I'll be anything you want." But he was like, "No, we can't yeah. do it." He's like, "Fuck off, then. I'm not gonna do it." Yeah, same time, I don't think you could do a Dust Till Dawn theatrical release today. I think I don't think I think I think, I think most well it's I think some people like it's got its fans I think some people would like it would just depend on how they would t if the story was good if they market it really well and the, it's an actually good vampire story then maybe I didn't actually if you look if you think about it there's not been a good vampire movie in a long time like a really good one like I have I don't remember a really good one I don't think I know. the last like uh, like 30 days of night was a while ago that's great that's gory as fuck but it was actually i mean the story was all right but i mean it was still pretty brutal i guess the the best vampire representation that's come out in the past 10 years or at least probably i think it's within 10 years probably true blood that show was dope as shit well i mean yeah but like a movie movie yeah i don't remember anything i know that lovers left alive with tom Diddleston uh was I, I couldn't get through it it was boring to me it's not really a vampire movie it's just like a weird ass i movie, think but. yeah Maybe we, I don't. There, there might have been a really good vampire movie that was released in the last couple of years, but we didn't see it because it's maybe buried in like indie stuff. I don't. know. Maybe it's an indie kind of movie. Yeah, I liked. A, I, you know, I and I know it got some hate. I like Daybreakers. I thought Daybreakers was a good fucking movie. Never, never watched that one. Never watched That's, that. That's uh, who's it? Ethan Ethan, Ethan Hawke. Yeah, that was good as fuck. It's kind of nasty. <laughs> I was like, this kind of gross because I thought it was just gonna be a standard vampire movie, and then there's like. Goddamn eyeballs exploding and like cannibals and I was like shit. Glad I wasn't eating spaghetti this day. <laughs> I'll never forget, dude. Whenever someone mentions getting sick eating stuff, I'll never fucking forget. Yeah, good, good fucking point, Clint. He said Twilight killed it. That may be what happened. They may not. Be, we need to stay away from that for a while. Uh, Mr. Movie Bus said Stakeland. I did hear that that was awesome. I don't know what that is. And uh, uh, the Fright Night oh, reboot. Oh, Stakeland. I've heard of Stakeland. The Fright Night reboot was pretty good. I did like that one. That was a good one. Um. Uh, Dragon Beast says everyone should watch oh. Near Dark. That was a great movie. A long time ago, but a great movie. We're gonna say Tito uh, Sanchito says, let me in. That's a that's an excellent one. But I, if you're talking about the Spanish one, let the right one in is, is better than let me in. I mean that I think the Spanish one is let the right one in, and then let me in is the remake, the American one. I don't know. I could be wrong, but whichever one's the Spanish version of it's really good. Yeah, I think let me in is the American remake. I think you're right. I only watched actually it's one of the few I only watched the foreign one. I never saw the remake to it. But yeah, it's it is time for a good ass vampire movie, isn't it? I'd be in. Yeah, that. I, well, I think somebody had mentioned it. They were like, "Who said that?" Something about the the flavor of the decade. Um. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I think it's uh, Jonathan Beckwith says uh, it's a bit more of the flavor of this decade. The major consensus of Hollywood is folks love ghost movies. Not a lot of diversity in that, really. 
I, yeah, well, I guess I, I get what he's saying. Like, you know how, like, well, kind of, because in the 90s, remember, like, if it said, like, every, every other day was an alien movie. Like, you had Independence Day, there was Mars Attack, there was all that. Then you had the asteroid thing, yeah. and then you had all the other, like, I feel like it comes in groups. So right now, maybe the ghosts, like the paranormal activity and city of sinister shit is the more booger. I want some booger monsters, and then maybe the <laughs> vampires will come back at some point. I don't know. I'd be down for another alien movie re- renaissance, too. I like I'd be that. totally into that shit, man. That would be awesome. Um, Marco Vivaltor says, Blood Rain would have been a badass vampire movie uh, close to Blade if it had been done right. I don't know anything about it. I never watched the movie, never played the game. I think Blood Rain is based on a comic. I'm not 100% sure. Oh, I thought it was a game. I think it was both. Uh, I think I know what he's talking about. I don't like, yeah. Is that the one with the, the chick from uh, The Fast and the Furious? The, the, the Vin Diesel's girlfriend? Because it was just the question. Because the buster brought me back. <laughs> like that guy's Vin Diesel's girlfriend. Uh, I can't I, remember her name. I got no clue, dude. It could have been Jennifer Garner for all I fucking know. Well, that chick that's in The Fast and Furious was in Blood Rain, I think. Uh, and it was a terror. It was just awful. Like, I didn't like it at all. I think it was just really badly put together. You remember that Frankie, was it Frankie Munez was in that? Remember that really, really shitty movie based on the video game where it was a horror video game and you had this, I think it was called Stay Alive. Yeah. You remember yeah. that? Yeah. God damn. It looked like somebody shot that like with a camera that they filmed it in an attic somewhere. Like, I, like half of the movie wasn't even edited. <laughs> it's like you can like clearly see people were walking. It was just the one of the worst movies I've ever seen as far as and we weren't even making videos then. And I was watching, I'm like, I didn't know shit about any like doing videos or anything. I'm like, God damn, who the <laughs> fuck got drunk? Like somebody forgot whole reels. They forgot they had a job to do. Like it was awful. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Uh, chat's got a good point, too, actually. Uh, uh, the only vampire movies that are really coming out are both going to be superhero movies, because you got the Blade series uh, that's going to be coming out, and then you got Morbius that's coming out. How badass would it be, by the way, if Blade showed up at the end of Morbius in like a, an extra additional scene? He's like, I'm I coming would love for it. you, Jared Leto. But, <laughs> but I still feel really... I, I don't know. I, I, I want Wesley. <laughs> I know that you got to move on from Wesley, but I, I would love to see Wesley Snipes interact with the new Marvel I think it would be cool as shit, but if Last, we, if, Blade's coming in. There's no doubt. Blade will be there, but I mean, I don't know if he'll be in Morbius. Last time I saw fucking Wesley Snipes, man, he looked good. I don't know why they yeah. wouldn't just go back to Wesley Snipes. No, no, no hate towards Marshawn Ali, but uh, fucking Wesley Snipes is Wesley Snipes. I mean, if you got Blade and he's like old man Blade would be fucking cool. I don't know. Does he age? Because he's like a half-life. Well, I, I mean, you could make you could play with that because, I mean, he is technically still half-human. Yeah, so that's what I'm thinking. Half hum- that the human side of him could age, so he's not going to be immortal. Like you, could- one of the best villains that uh, they really got underused, and I wish the guy had survived. Because we got more Stephen Dorff, man, he was awesome. Deacon yeah. Frost was one of the best bad guys ever. Hey, and he's pretty handsome still. He could still pull yeah. that role off. That was probably well, he's dead now. Role. He was the blood god. Frost to me, just another dead vampire. So he's completely dead. Yeah, I was like, Stephen Dorff is dead. <laughs> I realized you're talking about the character. I was like, oh yeah, he did that. Yeah, Deacon, but- yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, we'll see what Marvel does with all that shit. I just, you know, they're owned by Disney, and I just don't, I don't know how good a Blade movie is going to be or a series. I'm worried about Deadpool three. I know that's going to be rated R and it's going to be Ryan Reynolds, but I wonder if it's not like Marvel. Will be like, hey, we'll let the movie be R rated, but you're all, you're not going to see lines like it's like two. It smells like two hobos fucking in a shoe filled with piss in here. And if you take out yeah. that stuff, like even though it's R rated, it's like gonna, I don't know, man. I, I got. I'm super excited for it. I just I do worry when Marvel gets their hands around something. They're greasy fucking fingers. It smells like white people up here. <laughs> Overpaid white directors. Uh, no, uh, it. It. It smells like old wood and and badly like fucking placed jokes from white men that don't understand how to be a Deadpool character. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that just reminds. Yeah, but the thing about Marvel is that I think 
I, I know I trust Ryan Reynolds in the fact that he wouldn't have signed on to do another movie if he thought they were going to fuck with it. So I think right. they're going to give him some creative freedom because I'm sure that they were like, all right, well, you guys are going to allow me to write the or make these kind of jokes. I'm going to do it or I'm going to walk. And they were like, oh, yeah, no, that movie made a billion dollars on on like so let's not fucking did make a million. I mean, a billion. I think it did a fifty million dollar budget. And it was like a billion dollars made a fuck ton. I know that. I mean, I know it proved to them that they could do R-rated superhero movies. But yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Damn, what the dude, fuck I, I haven't even drank a beer yet, and I'll just a soda, and I gotta piss more now than I do when I just drink. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we, we've already hit up the movie news, so we could take a break a few minutes early if you want to. I'll go ahead and get with Nathan. When we come back on the other half of the break, we will uh, be with Nathan Basil, the star of Behind the Mask, Rise of Leslie Vernon. That sounds good to me. If you want to take you a pee-pee, we can get into this a little bit early. Yeah, yeah. I like it, Jim. I'm going to go do that. Put some steak on it. Put some steak Mm. on it. When I come back, I'm going to be slizzard. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. uh, I fucking totally forgot to put new break videos in here. My bad on that. So these are the same ones from yesterday, but uh, I'll do them in backwards order. I'll do the second one first. (laughs) You didn't know what was fucking coming, did you? Huh? We'll be right back, guys. Hey, guys. Mike here. On the break from me, you get more me. You don't get a fucking break from me. I'm kidding. I love you. Please don't be mad at me. Uh, I'd love to take you to Taco Bell sometime to make up for what just happened here. Uh, I apologize that I'm having a panic attack right now. But while I'm doing that, can I invite you to join our Patreon? Let me tell you guys, the Patreon keeps everything going. It's the reason that we're able to do all the videos, the podcast, the material, everything we're able to do. It's through the Patreon because YouTube likes to dick us in the face. So you Patreons make all the difference. And we really try hard to give you guys some cool rewards for it. From the lowest tier to the top, you get some really cool stuff. There's butt tons. I mean, butt tons of commentaries listed on there. Anything from Batman 89 to the Lost Boys, full movie commentaries out the wazoo. And we do a new one every single month. For the people in the $5 tier, it starts as low as $3, and you can get tons of extra videos. There's Dr. Loomis videos. There are behind-the-scenes videos. There's extended, unedited, too-hot-for-YouTube videos. And uh, in the top tier, we do a monthly party every single month with everybody in the top two tiers, the $10 and the $25 tier, where we hang out for like three hours. We play songs. It's copyright-free. We can do whatever the hell we want to, and things get really fucking weird. So, Guys, there's a bunch of stuff in there for you guys, and it really, really, really does make a huge difference for us. So if you wouldn't mind, just check it out. If you can, it would be really cool. It's patreon.com, one of those slash things. We watched a movie. Is it forward slash? I think it's fucking forward slash. Yeah, patreon.com slash we watched a movie. You could also Google it if you're an idiot like me. Mm-hmm. Ugh. <sighs> What is everybody in the chat drinking tonight? Doesn't have to be an alcoholic beverage. Just want to know what you're what you're sipping on. Some orange juice, some brewskis. What is it? We want to know. Well, what are you sipping on? What? Uh, a little bit of uh, diet coke, tangerine. Mm-hmm. Some Maker's Mark. Diet coke. Yeah, I was gonna say. What else? What's the sidekick tonight? <laughs> <laughs> There's alcohol in this. I get addicted. <laughs> the coke's gone bad. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I can't. I, I've always <clears throat> I know you're supposed to start with liquor before you get into the uh, the bureau. I never can do that. It always fucks me up. So royally first and I, I can't even drink beer. Then I'm just like I'm fall, like I'm flopping down on the fucking steps. I can't walk anymore. My I, I look like goddamn Roger Rabbit. 
<laughs> when he's like trying to run away from the, the 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 oozy slime shit that they try to dunk him in. <laughs> yeah, you got to be careful with your liquor, my friend. Hey, man, you know that shit. You know that's we haven't done that movie. That movie's dark as shit, though. Honestly, Roger Rabbit. I haven't seen it since I was a kid, but I remember it being kind of sexual for for a kid's movie at the time. Not too. just sexual, dude. It's dark. Like when he dips that shoe in that 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 slime stuff and he melts. Oh my god! Yeah. And it was Christopher Lloyd too. It was like, what are you doing, Doc? What bites twenty one gigawatts of murder? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I do remember it being dark. I mean, and he had the baby that was smoking the cigar. <laughs> you know, that just reminded me of Danny DeVito. <laughs> Was it maybe it was voiced by Danny DeVito? I don't know. I don't know. Was Danny DeVito in that movie? I can't remember. I don't know, but that baby oh, reminded me of Danny DeVito. Oh yeah. Uh let's see what we got here, people. Tito's and Coke Zero for Jamie Wright. That's a good mix. Mountain Dew Frostbite for Chris Snyder. They're making a, a Mountain Dew Zero, by the way. That's like a like a shark bite or something like that. That sounds pretty good. Red's mm. Wicked, that's that apple shit for Kane. Coca-Cola for Eric. Dr. Pepper for Vanessa Moreno. It's the sweet one. Is anyone drinking that tomato juice bullshit? <laughs> What's that, Modelo? Is that Modelo? Michelado. Oh, God. Damn, what a disgusting flavor they birthed from hell on that one. <laughs> oh, I'm trying so to... nasty. Nathan, I guess, has not seen my uh, my message yet. Maybe he's waiting until 9. He probably, he probably came to his senses and said, fuck you. I'm not gonna... <laughs> yeah, I watched the first part of the show and just decided to go to sleep. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm good. You're so bad. I literally went to sleep instead of coming on your show. Oh, no. Uh, oh, Berto's eating roll tacos and a quesadilla. Oh, I like to eat. Yes. By the way, speaking of uh, quesadillas, it's not just quesadillas. Did you see that Taco Bell was bringing back their taters? I did. They're taters. I never no. eat any of the potatoes from Taco Bell, but I imagine many people are very excited about that. Oh, those those are Fiesta cheesy taters. Woo-wee. Give me some of that. <laughs> I like it. Plus, you get the uh, soft taco with the taters inside of it. Feeling good. I just, I don't know. Potatoes and a taco just never turn me on. You know? Well, you got, you, you know, if you're not open-minded, Mike, it never will. You got to let, <laughs> you got to explore. Get explore. that potato out of my taco. <laughs> explore the jungle. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, think I saw somebody was like, no, we don't want just the taters back, motherfuckers. We want <laughs> these back permanently. And they had, like, a list of demands. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Taco Bell's not going to care. Because you're still gonna eat their shit. Yeah, didn't eat they take away the, the Mexican pizza too? Yeah, the Mexican pizza's gone. They they said they weren't gonna bring that back. They, yeah, the Mexican pizza was on there. They wanted that back permanently. They want the Mexican fries permanent on the menu. And you know they were like, yeah, it's not gonna happen. It's like it makes us more money when we have like a special the Mexican fries come back. It's like the which I never got in. It's kind of when McDonald's brings back the they have McRibs. Everybody goes fucking ape shit on that. I never was into a McRib, but people love it. They rush out to McDonald's to get that. Can't do the McRib, man. I don't understand it. It reminds me of in school when they're like, we're having yeah. rib sandwiches. I'm like, bitch, that ain't ribs. Oh, what is that? Is it your rib cage of your husband? <laughs> what are you feeding those kids? It's like a diseased gummy turkey that you put in, but slapped it between two pieces of bread and said, here you go, kids. So the uh, best thing that school lunches had were the pizzas man those little fucking rectangular ones those are good as shit yeah but they always gave me the poops dude could never eat them and because you don't want to poop at school and like they immediately just gave me the poops as soon as i eat one of those delicious rectangles i had to go if someone asked me what to describe like high school in in, in a couple of words with smell it would be crayolas desperation and pizza and ranch like that, that that's <laughs> yeah. like that was high school if you walked in the front doors in the foyer you'd get hit with all three of those Oh yeah, dude. Uh, especially the Crayolas. Like the crown smell was just like, oh, I'm hey, yeah. in school now. 
like number two pencils and like paper. I don't know. I know paper doesn't really have a smell, but it just, I don't know. For some reason, the school gave it a smell. <laughs> Remember the kids that used to steal the, the, the rectangle piece in school? Like they would get in the line, like take an extra piece, like put it in their leather jacket pocket. Yeah, like Napoleon Dynamite. They'd be in class eating that shit. He's so like, hey, cool, hey, Napoleon, give me a piece of your pizza. No, get your own. <laughs> give me your tots. <laughs> get your own. Yeah, I, I always took my shit to the, to the, uh, I didn't really eat the lunch, but the the, uh, the library. There's a bunch of people in there. They they let them bring in their food and shit. And they like I'd read like ghost books and smell ranch and pizza. So I guess I always associated ghosts with ranch and pizza. <laughs> <laughs> so like, if I was ever a ghost hunter, I'd be like I smell ranch and pizza. A ghost is nearby. <laughs> uh, Jamie Wright says this is the dumbest five dollars I've ever spent. Is it J or J J A Y? Love you guys. Oh uh, no, it's good, man. It's just the letter J. I'll acknowledge either one, but. <laughs> I don't get salty if someone calls me J-A-Y. I think somebody said, he'll acknowledge J-A-Y, but I think he prefers the letter. But I I, I don't care either way. But, uh, yeah, J is what I go by, just the letter. All right, guys. We got Nathan in the waiting room here. Going to take him in. Coming on our show now to hang out with us pieces of shit is Nathan Basil, the star of Behind the Mask, the rise of Leslie Vernon. Here he comes. Here he comes to save the day. Make sure that they can see you. What's up, man? Hey, man. Oh, it's still connecting. Oh, shit. <laughs> hey, How man. Hey, man. Great, dude. Thank you for taking the time to hang out with us tonight. You're welcome. Love the beard, man. The beard looks good. It's not, it's not by choice. COVID. COVID did this to me. <laughs> I think How? we're all dealing with you know the effects of COVID in their own way. This is This is what happened to me. Hey, it, it works for you, man. My my yeah. 20 pounds of okay. extra Coors Light COVID is not doing the same thing for me. Uh, mine is Miller Light, but uh, hey. I'm fortunate. <laughs> I, I, I kind of depend on uh, exercise. I have to run or I'll just lose my fucking mind. So that's <laughs> the only thing that keeps the weight off. I get it, man. I was I used to go to the gym like every single day just for the same reason, just to deal with like just made me feel better mentally. And then when I was too scared to go to the gym, I was like, Man, working out at home sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the same. I used to drive by the gym and be like, oh, man, I never went in, though. <laughs> you know, even when I had gym memberships, I rarely used them. So it always felt like I was paying somebody for the privilege of, like, I don't know, losing money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, totally. but, but with running, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't need a machine. I don't need a membership. I can just hit the street, you know. There you go. Well, you live down there in California, right? Where it's it's the the weather's a lot more seasonable. You go outside and run here, man. Your your nipples will never recover. They will just freeze Where right are you off. At? We're in Kentucky. Yeah, that'll so, do it. Yeah, for sure. I got it. I yeah, got it. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I lived on the east coast in New York for uh, a little over four years, and and uh, I just never got used to that. I just never did. Yeah. I, I, on 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 days where you know it felt like it it was warming up you know and like the whole world was waking up and birds were chirping and people are like acknowledging each other on the street like you know hey isn't it a beautiful day man you know the total strangers you know it just felt like we can have this throughout the whole year in yeah. southern california you know yeah that's why i've always i've never even been to cali but i that's why i've always wanted to go there man i just want to see what that's what that's like to to be there in the middle of the winter and have it be 60 70 degrees outside and nice i have noticed though that in wisconsin 
Uh, I've been there a couple times. And when the sun comes out for that, like two weeks that it comes out in Wisconsin, it's a really fun place to be because everybody's so used to being cold and fucking miserable that when the sun comes out, everybody just goes out and drinks. I mean, they're just out partying their asses off. You'd be at a Walmart. People are just hanging outside doing shots. It's wild. <laughs> well, in New York, we were doing that in the off season too, because uh, it was just the order of the day. You know, just drink it, drink that. You know, just drink. <laughs> just drink. <clears throat> I, I love the Miller Light plug, man. We always ask people when they come on the show, like, "Hey, do you drink?" Because I'm, I'm a Miller Light and Jim Beam guy. I mean, I, I, I I'll drink go. the other stuff too. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll pay. You know, top top shelf prices very reluctantly mm-hmm. but uh you know on if left to my own devices i'm, I'm no light gym beam guy yeah i love it man yeah i've got my my makers jay is a michelob ultra guy that's the only thing he'll drink we have a running thing on the show where i love it we just have jay try any beer other than michelob ultra yeah. and he like seizes up and almost dies yeah well the taste buds rebel instantly and they're like nah fuck it i can't do it i can't do it <laughs> like yeah. i try but i'm also an outsider in kentucky because you pull up at the that the tractor supply it's where they all hang out in their in their trucks and you pull up with this like the michelob ultra and they're all drinking like natural light you better make sure that your shit's covered because they don't like yeah. that at all yeah yeah well that's kind of why i started drinking uh jim beam well that wasn't kind of that was the reason i started uh drinking jim beam because uh you know bringing bringing beer uh, to a to a house party just you're lucky if you get two of them you know uh before before they're gone so i realized i i I gotta have something that nobody else is gonna touch i gotta have something (laughs) that that is sip free you know like like who's nobody's gonna bother me for a sip of this you know first it was malt liquor but that was that uh, just that takes its toll on you you feel it the next day you know jim if you manage yourself all right right you can you can get by with just a pint we do that now we do that on the rocks are you a straight jim guy or do you mix it with the coke um you know the back pocket of a party uh, you know i'll do it straight but uh, yeah preferences over ice yeah, I've, I've gotten to the point at this point in quarantine where I, I will just drink it straight and just walk around the house in my underwear drinking straight <clears throat> bourbon, and it's fine. And you know, with makers, you can do that, too. You want to do that. Yeah. You know, makers is, 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 a, is a good whiskey for that. Yeah, I enjoy it, man. It's a, it's a good mixer, too. I found some do not mix well. Like, we got Woodford down here, which is a big one, and I've mixed it a couple times. And I'm like, I'm just wasting good whiskey doing this. But, yeah. But with the makers, it works. But anyways, I mean. It's, al- it's, it's nice to have an alcohol that's that's so good that you just you want to sip it. You don't want to mix mm. it with anything. You just want to drink the thing, you know? Yeah. And, uh, that's, that's when I had a, an appreciation for tequila for the first time. Cause I thought I'd burned out on high school parties, but, uh, a real good tequila is, uh, oh, man. you say high school right away. <laughs> like tequila, man, in high school, Jose Cuervo. That was, <laughs> Oh Dude, man. I can't even be around that smell. Yeah. I can't smell it. Yeah. Uh, tequila uh, <laughs> tequila and so jaeger bad. dude tequila and jaeger so when you get bad enough of a hangover on those two it's oh, it's a dark uh, night for sure yeah man so mm-hmm. you've drank tequila straight like on the rocks like that's something you can do i can't imagine i've seen people do it i'm like i i it's a good quality tequila oh yeah oh, oh i not even on the rocks i'd, I'd prefer it straight yeah so that's like Patron. Is there one below Patron, or is Patron like the 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 kind of? Let's know. I don't know much Patron's about tequila, good. so Patron's good. Yeah, I'll have to try that. Maybe, maybe I'll. I need a new alcohol in my life. It's not like I don't have enough of it. So, 
<laughs> yeah, uh, that'd be a good one to add. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we're a YouTube show that's getting ready to start drunk history. Yeah, what are we, <laughs> like, what is this we're show like, all about? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're gearing we're, it up. We've done, hey, <laughs> just get a bunch of drunks together and they just yeah, let's just do it. Let's talk about. <laughs> hey, yeah, it was nice to have you on, Nathan. We'll see you next time. All right, guys. <laughs> we got what we needed. No, uh, Any, anytime you need a drunk chat. on that note uh getting into the other stuff man uh so i i I actually i hesitate to ask you this because i know it's something that you get asked all the time but i just figured we'll get it out of the way um as far as behind the mask there is and it's listed on imdb as announced you know the uh before the mask the prequel sequel that's supposed to come out that i know everybody's been asking you about but i thought i know what happened really on imdb yes yeah it just says announced on there it still says announced but i missed the announcement (laughs) (laughs) i guess it was from back in the day but i know that you guys you 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 went for the crowdfunding thing and we're hopeful it's going to happen and it didn't end up happening and then they turn it into a comic book series um but I, I did. I I just wanted to ask, like, with everything going on now, where it seems like there's so many projects being crowdfunded and there's so much stuff like that that's actually able to be successful, especially lately. Has there been any movement on that whatsoever? Uh, no, but um, but um, not for lack of interest, and uh, I think that's that's on everybody's part. Um, and just as a creative exercise, you know, and it may be that's that's all it ever is is a creative exercise during covid i i uh, wanted to get some writing done and i wrote some uh some material for you know whatever an iteration of behind the mask that uh, you know we could get going on a on a kind of serial basis but one that's uh, just a lot less um labor intensive than doing a full production you know um and uh that interested me as a way to go because uh you know, finding something that can, uh, that you can run and gun and, and just do it on a really lean, you know, with lean resources. Um, you know, people are proven all the time that you can get a lot of really good stuff done with, with very little. And, uh, there's no reason why, you know, we couldn't be where I know that a lot of people, you know, from behind the mask would be, would love to take on a project, especially if we were looking at a really tight shoot window and, yeah, so uh, um, if if it develops any further, um, you know, <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll have some news down the road. But uh, but yeah, in the meantime, uh, uh, the interest is there, and that's always flattering. Yeah, that's awesome to hear, man. That's awesome to hear. Did you do any of the writing with the guys when they wrote the original one? Or no, no it was all it was all done and 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 set in stone, and uh, and there was no need to. Uh, Although David Stevie, uh, the writer, he he came on set, and uh, I don't think we did any real changes. But he he you know piped in and and threw in his two cents, and uh, you know it was great to you know have the voice of the script uh, you know make contributions in real time to the work that we were doing. That was cool. But um, yeah, no, it it, uh, it was a really solid script. I mean, one of the first that I ever read that just felt like mathematically this fucking works. Everything works. Yeah. Uh, Mike. Well, that's what I was going to ask you actually was like, what like attracted you like right away to the script as you were reading it? Was there a, like a specific thing, like a hook that was like, Oh man, I gotta, I gotta do this well, right away. Probably, probably the fact that it, it was breaking down horror movies into conventions mm-hmm. and, uh, 
that was something that interested me on a in an intellectual basis, but it also interested me in a in the sense that I, I I'm scared of scary movies. <laughs> I, hey man, I am too. <laughs> I I stared away from horror movies, not really intentionally, but just because like if I was given my druthers on a Saturday night, like, I don't want to scare myself. Like, why would I want to do that to myself? You know, <laughs> I get you, man. A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't compute, but, uh, but you know, this, but I've always had a, an interest in the genre and, uh, to the extent that I was able to dip my toe, you know, fully into the water, you know, I watched the exorcist. It fucking freaked me out. I watched shining. It freaked me out. Yeah. Um, you know, so, I have an appreciation for the genre, but I, I just didn't really have a whole lot of awareness of it. And, and the script helped me to, you know, have a way in um, and, uh, and, a, and a way in that I've applied to pretty much every horror movie that I've watched since reading that script. There you go. I was going to actually ask you about that too, man, because that, that movie, uh, it works on so many levels. Like it, you almost, I don't want to say, I, I I think it's entertaining for anybody who watches it. I think anybody could turn it on, not even a huge slasher fan uh, that doesn't know about the, the tropes of slasher movies, could turn it on and watch it and be entertained because you were super charismatic in it. Man, you were hilarious. The off-the-wall stuff. The whole movie was great. It was amazing. But I do think that there's an, uh, another level there with the deeper jokes that you guys did with like how serial killers trained or, uh, or slashers trained because they have to look like they're, you know, they have to look like they're walking with the cardio and like the, the cryogenic chamber. I don't know if it's cryogenic chamber, whatever it's called. Uh, but all that stuff like that, I wondered like, was there any of that stuff that when you first read it, not being a horror fan that you like, didn't get the joke at first? Well, like, the, the closet thing, I think I probably had seen one movie up to that point uh, that incorporated the the kind of closet thing because I hadn't seen um, <laughs> I hadn't seen a lot of the movies that our movie referenced, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, um, but I did have a little bit of familiarity from you know one maybe two movies where there was like a kind of closet thing and uh, you know it, the the person going in the closet to hide and then you know the the menace standing outside and like shifting around and then kind of turning and walking away and it just always baffled me you know it just always confused me why that happened you know uh it was just but the script kind of enlightened me in that uh, uh illuminated that for me and um and uh, yeah, it gave me a way in to appreciate that uh, that little beat that happens in a lot of movies that I've seen since. That's awesome, man. We have uh, we we have some uh, questions from the chat. If you don't mind answering those as well, uh, yeah. Hardy Nugget ninety six, Hardy Nugget, Hardy Nugget. That's one of them good ones. You open up. That's your, one of them old nuggets. Yeah, you open up your <laughs> McDonald's tin pack and you're like, hey. I got some value out of that one. Uh, it says, hey, Wham Fam, hope y'all are doing well. And Nathan, I hope you're doing well too, man. I just wanted to say I'm a big fan and thank you for bringing another icon to the screen. So not really a question, but just a thank you. Thank you, Hardy. Nugget. Nugget. <laughs> or Lady Nugget. Boneless. Yeah, is it a nugget or is it a boneless wing? At this point, I don't know. It's so yeah. hardy. Yeah. Squeam Queen says, love Scott <laughs> Wilson. <laughs> Can you share what it was like working with such a, a veteran actor? Such a veteran actor in Scott Wilson. Scott Wilson? Yeah. Oh, did oh, oh man. Well, it's it was easy. It was just easy, you know. With him, uh, you know, 
what you see is what you get. You know, he, he, he was just such a, such a genuine, uh, uh, and, 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 uh, giving guy. So yeah, it, it wasn't really work working with him, you know, the, the, the roles that we had him as mentor, me as mentee, you know, uh, it kind of, required that I just sit there and listen and be in awe of him. And that was, that was pretty easy to do. <laughs> right, yeah. I bet, man, I saw one of your interviews too, where you were talking about working with Robert England and you said that he could, I think it was the van scene uh, when, when uh-huh. you're uh, talking to her next to the van and, and you said that Robert England was sticking around to watch. And then he came up to you afterward yeah. and was just like, Hey man, you're doing it right. Yeah. Yeah. Great. yeah. yeah. Well, I think he was sticking around to, kind of see what he'd gotten himself into, you know? Yeah. Cause we, you don't, and especially in, in, you know, he was like um, Scott Wilson, like, like Zelda, they're brought in for a really concentrated amount of time. Um, in Scott's case, it was a few days, but, uh, oh, and then Roberts too. Yeah. It was a few days with him, but, um, but it's a really quick kind of in and out thing, you know? And, and, uh, and I think they're going, they're saying yes, to participate in the project purely off of, you know, just crossing fingers that, you know, the script, obviously they've read the script, but, you know, just crossing fingers that, you know, these people have their act together, especially in our case, you know, we, we were novices, uh, uh, you know, this was the first time director and, and uh, I'd never done a film before, you know, so you just don't know what you're getting into, you know? I think uh, he was pleasantly surprised after watching. <laughs> Did you know, uh, because you said that you didn't really watch a lot of the horror movie stuff or, you know, occasionally watch them. Did you know Robert England as the iconic Fred Krueger? I mean, did you know? Yeah, I Nightmare? had okay. seen the Nightmare on Elm Street. I had seen one and two of Nightmare on Elm Street. I, I, my, uh, I went on vacation uh, once with my family up to uh, Washington to my uncle's house and my uncle owned a, owned a a video store and so basically all we did that week that we were there was was grab movies off the shelf so i i watched everything and uh uh, you know i think we knocked out uh one and two on that trip and uh yeah so that those those definitely stuck with me and you know yeah getting a getting a thumbs up from from him you know definitely meant something oh for sure yeah that was that was the experience watching it too man though it really was uh i can't remember exactly where i was but i remember it was just one of those uh random DVD buys, you know, me and my girlfriend at the time would just go buy random, you know, horror movie DVDs and we just popped it in and like, and instantly, you know, I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass cause you're nice enough to do the show, but like instantly when you start on screen and you had that char- charisma and you had, you know, that, that energy to you, I was like, that guy's fucking got it. You know, like, like that meme of, uh, uh, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio and once upon a time in Hollywood, where it's like this, that's, that was me. I was like, that guy's fucking got it, man. That yeah, guy's man. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know? Your shit was on point for sure, man. You, you really, like, I might mention charismatic on screen. Uh, was there anything like that was, I mean, pretty much stick to the script or were they, did they allow any kind of ad lib at all? Like, you know, making up your own lines and it was kept in the movie. The or? Paradise Lost thing seemed really like an ad lib, like a perfect one. I was, I was not in the script. Nice. That's, I fucking that's, knew that's it, funny. dude. I knew it. Go, man. Yeah. Well, it, no, that was uh, it was premeditated though. It wasn't improvised because um, we we'd done a, we'd been at a party. Uh, I don't know. 
one of the, I, I think it was one of the cast. Oh yeah, it was it was it was Ben and Britton. They were throwing a party in their uh, uh, extended stay suite, and uh, somebody said Paradise Lost found it, and uh, <laughs> I I I just it just cracked me up, and we were all laughing at it. I remember, but nobody can remember who said it. Nobody can remember how it came up. But in any case, it, it just stuck with me, and our last. Um, uh, uh, production shoot was um, at the uh, downtown library in Portland, and um, I was like, "Library? If I can't, if I can't, you know, insert a uh, Paradise Lost Found It reference in this scene somewhere, then you know, shame on me." Um, <laughs> so. so, was the did you actually have to place the book behind you in that scene to get that to work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we had to find it first, you know, run through the stacks and then place it. But, and where we were shooting, I think, was like the economy section or something like that. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you look at the bind, the books, uh, the binders of the books uh, behind me, they're all like, I don't know, statistical analysis or something <laughs> like that. You know, this is the subject. So the, I guess the director but was here's pretty- Paradise Lost. <laughs> so the director was pretty cool on that i know that there are some directors like um mike mentioned a quentin tarantino a film quentin tarantino is pretty notorious about like with the ad-libbing or or just adding on anything or you know they're like no stick to the fuck so he was pretty cool i guess with allowing it and just being like oh man that's awesome we're, we're gonna add it in like for sure well um i, I mean i i i understand why quentin tarantino would be specific very specific about what he you know what right. he writes and how he wants what he writes represented you know mm-hmm. um and frankly we didn't need to deviate from the script um there was already a real kind of uh um live feel um embedded in the script so we we didn't really we didn't have to um improvise um yeah. really at all um and stray from the script because the script was already you know, we just needed to deliver it. It was already great. We just had to do a good job delivering it. Now you knocked it out of the park, man, for sure. That's no doubt. Absolutely, man. I, and I was going to ask you as well, in, the, in that vein, so I don't know if you saw it or not, because I don't know how much you follow, you know, the, the slasher stuff that's going on currently. But, I mean, that's one of the reasons I thought that maybe, if anything, could revive the idea of doing, you know, a, a, another Leslie Vernon film, you know, with Halloween 2018 coming out which is a big thing around here. Uh, and you know, the, the slash <laughs> Not in Kentucky, but everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Just on this channel. Yeah. Uh, but with all the, you know, it seems like horror is just, uh, I don't know if it's the internet or social media or what, but we found that there is just a goddamn huge amount of horror fans out there and they are thirsty for any horror content, especially in the slasher verses. But they did a, a fan film for Jason called never hike in the snow. And in this fan film, they actually, at the end of it, it's been out for a while, so it's not totally totally a spoiler, they brought back a main character from the sixth Jason movie and Tom Matthews as a surprise character at the end of it. And they're doing some crazy stuff with that, and it doesn't look like a fan film. I mean, it looks like a film that you can't, the naked eye, you just can't look at it and see something that wouldn't be just as cool. good on screen. Uh, and they're, they're bringing back major characters for stuff like this, and if they if someone came to you with that idea and they were like, "Hey, I'm making a fan film. It's actually got a real budget. You know, we we Indiegogo'd it, we crowdfunded it. Um, would you be willing to play?" And the yeah, script was right. I, and probably probably not. Um, yeah. Just because I don't I don't own Leslie Vernon. He's not my intellectual property. Um, so it, it would be 
you know, a little bit of a heft to lend, you know, Leslie Vernon in name to any project. Um, but, you know, if, if I've learned one thing from the horror community, it's that there's some incredibly talented people out there. And, um, you know, there's no lack of cleverness and creativity in, uh, in that community. So, you know, I guess never say never, but, uh, but um, yeah, it would be a real trick. Hey man, uh, I was going to ask you, uh, so you did a lot of, um, like stage plays and things like that, right? I mean, you're more used to that. So you were saying Leslie Vernon was your first actual film. Uh, yeah. You prefer the stage or did you prefer like doing the acting in front of a camera? Which one uh, depends, like, would you prefer? It totally depends on the project. Yeah. Uh, um, Could so, you imagine Leslie Vernon being on stage? <laughs> like we talked play? about it. He's great well, yeah. enough. I could see that shit. Yeah. We talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it'd make a great musical. Um, see that. I could actually see that. Yeah. The run walk scene would be yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I would love that. That would be awesome. Uh, flame. That would be my favorite number. Belting that at the, into the rafters. Oh you know? man. <laughs> I'm bringing home the Tony already. I've all, I'm already. <laughs> go. I think that's the thing that pisses me off the most about it is that, you know, when that movie came out and it, and it got such a cult following, um, it, I just I feel like if the times if that had come out today in the height of all this horror stuff and it was like I guess if it, if, if if behind the mask came out today then it was like a pretty much I think most people probably found it on DVD you know and they saw the cover of it and they looked right. at it and they decided to rent it maybe and then it got word of mouth and that's you know how cult classics happened back then which is, that movie has become if it came out today I'd imagine it would probably be you know um, a, a digital video release and then I just feel like with you know, and film festivals and whatever and however else they release all that stuff. I feel like if it came out today, it would have got a lot more notoriety than it did then. And that pisses me off just as a fan of the movie. Like thinking, man, shit. Then it wouldn't have been a problem doing a sequel, doing whatever what the hell you guys wanted to do with it. But um, I don't even know exactly where I was going with that. I was just making my own <laughs> statement. But the, 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 the problem that we had then is the problem that we would have now, which which is that uh, you can't explain this movie to anybody. You yeah. certainly can't wrap it up in a one sentence summary, you know, yeah. not in any way that's going to really, you know, convey the, the appeal of the movie, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. so how do you market that? You know, you'd have to lie. I mean, you'd have to tell people that you're going to see a really scary slasher film and then you're going to have to deal with being pe people being pissed off because it was a smart comedy slash slasher film but, but <laughs> i think that's what has worked for us and and has worked to continue the momentum of the movie is that uh, most of how people who really appreciate the movie come across it is unassumingly yeah um you know maybe it's been recommended to them by somebody but you know i feel like the people who are you know kind of most appreciative of the movie are the ones who just kind of like you you know just they came across it in a in a rental you know they were you know scanning for something to watch on a saturday night yeah uh, now it's streaming you know and uh and they find something that they just really didn't know what to expect and it you know took them in a bunch of different directions and uh, they had a really fun time yeah, you yeah and, and you're absolutely right. I mean, as, as far as saying like hard to like wrap it up and explain it to somebody like what it 
is. I mean, especially someone that's not into horror movies at all. I'm like, well, this is a great film because it's a dark comedy, but it's also a horror film at the same time. And really to explain what it honestly is would be a, a hard task for anybody. But I mean, man, you guys hit so many different genres in that film. It was amazing. It was really awesome to watch. And I think anybody, even outside the horror uh, community would enjoy it like that's what's so unique about it though but it really is an amazing flick for real yeah that that yeah i think it operates on a few different levels or or, or kind of you know lives on a, on a couple different levels and uh and i think that's what helps it hold up to multiple viewings and mm -hmm. uh you know, th those those kinds of movies are always special i just i i love those movies that you can go back to and, and yep. you can watch it again and again and again and again um you know, you, if it's on TV at any point in the movie, I'll start watching it and I'll watch it to the end. You know, yeah, awesome. um, those those movies are great and they're they're pretty rare. You know, but uh, when you when you find them, it's special. Hundred percent, absolutely, man. Uh, some other questions from the chat: Flamethrower Fluff Salisbury, which is pretty great goddamn name. I don't know <laughs> oh. when the last time you had a Salisbury steak was, but it's been a long time for me. I need to get on that. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. The the TV dinners the, is the last the time. Hungry Man dinners. Yeah, I was gonna say yes, Hungry Man. Dude. That was yesterday's. <laughs> hey, did you ever have the ones that were like the beer battered fish covered in like nacho cheese? Did you ever have those Hungry Mans? Damn, dude, that That's was dark. a special kind of fat, dude. Yeah, a lot of cardio after that one. Oh man, yeah, that'll stop up the old carteries. Carteries. Oh, the carteries. Uh, yeah. He says, <laughs> he says, I, I, I love behind the mask, especially the scenes with Scott Wilson. Did he give you any acting advice that stuck with you? Um. Well, uh, he he was just a great collaborator when we were working on the film. But uh, the the advice that he that I really appreciate. And, and why I appreciate him, why he's just really special to me and always will be, um, is because he was always so open and willing to, um, to nurture our friendship uh, after the film. And, uh, and I hit a rough patch and I reached out to him uh, for advice and he was there for me. And, um, he was always there for me. I mean, he was always, I, I didn't, he, he was always extending the, the open invitation to, to visit. And, uh, I do kick myself about not taking advantage of that nearly as, as much as I should have. Yeah. I've, I've heard you mention several times the, the kind of mentor relationship you guys had. And that, that's, that's just really fucking cool, man. That's just, you know, that's an awesome thing. Uh, Devin Davis asks, hey, guys, I live in NYC and am currently working on my thesis in film school. Behind the Mask was genuinely uh, a unique film with solid execution all around. Really inspiring work. Uh, do you have a favorite memory from the set? That's general. Um, <laughs> a favorite memory from the whole thing, just mm -hmm. from the whole Call him keep my favorite memory from the whole experience. Yeah. You I gotta, can't do that. You gotta decide. <laughs> Welcome to Fear Factor, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> I, there's too many. Too many. I, I spent spent one day off. I didn't have too many days off because I was in a, a lot of it. And uh but when I did have a, a day off, I just really enjoyed it. Went to uh downtown one afternoon and ate some mushrooms and walked around the museum and, <laughs> and then uh, 
smoked some pot and went to uh, Team America World Police. Uh, Holy shit, that had to be fucking incredible. <laughs> it blew my mind. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that had to be incredible. Oh my God. I was in such pain. Um, <laughs> I thought I was in trouble at a couple points um, yeah. that I'd done damage to myself. <laughs> it was a really unpleasant experience at, at, at certain points. <laughs> oh man. Are you talking about in the theater while you're watching the movie specifically? I was so loud too. I'm yeah. sure. And I was yeah that's when you know you've had like when you when you've hit the pot and then you've done the mushroom you're like i might have fucked something up here like there's there's some wires crossing up like i'm watching team america world please oh my god yeah i could only imagine <laughs> it was way too much <laughs> in all the right ways i couldn't imagine dude i've done mushrooms twice in my life and i i could not imagine being in public for either of those i just <laughs> jesus god bless anyone who could do that but yeah i'd have been in jail dude I'd been in jail, no doubt about it. That's fucking hilarious, though. That was the best. Don't really, uh, don't really do that for me. I, I, I've, I've, I've had a few times with mushrooms, but, uh, but yeah, they don't really, uh, they don't really kick me in the head like uh, they do some people. But uh, I don't know. Everybody always tells me it's dosage, but I feel like sometimes I'm just, just you know, stuffing them in by the handful, and, and still don't the, uh, yeah. You know, it didn't seem like you had an answer to that question. And then you just fucking came out of left field with maybe the best answer to a question that I've ever heard in my fucking life. What was the best? You know, I really reached deep for that one because that was, that was, that sounds like a good goddamn top. Oh, man. Yeah. The first time I did them, I was laying in my girlfriend's bed on like a, the second level of a house. And I saw a, I saw a stop sign, like, like, two miles away and all of a sudden the first time it kicked in my vision just zoomed in i was like i could see every speck of dust on this stop sign right now and then i look over <laughs> and there's a there's a jim morrison poster on her wall and and like you know you know the classic one where he's like you know just like with a shirt off and he's sitting there and then all of a sudden he got like the thorns and turned into jesus and was like looking this is just jesus staring at me from this bed that doesn't even have like a bed rack it's just on the floor and i was just like man this is fucking awesome i'm having a great Sounds like time. you on the vegas strip yeah oh, awesome <laughs> yeah oh, okay because I, I would be like no <laughs> No, I, just, I, I felt you for so it was okay. It's too freaky, Later. yeah. I was like, you're not Jesus, dude. You're Jim Morrison. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. you knew he wasn't Jesus. Yeah. He was just there to Exactly. Okay. I had a good okay. time both times, but they were just both right. such crazy times that I couldn't imagine being anywhere in public, you know? I'd have shit my pants and, like, fucking done something stupid. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nightmare Kid asked, Nathan, did you get to keep the mask? I did not keep anything. In fact, nobody did. Well, somebody did. <laughs> we were uh, we were thieved. Uh, we we finished. We wrapped at the library, and I took all my gear off in the changing room and changed into my civilian clothes. And the director Scott Glasserman, he comes up to me. Uh, I don't know, half hour, forty five minutes later or so, and he says, uh, "Where'd you put the gear, the, the Leslie gear?" I put it in the uh, changing room. There, there's nothing in there. It's all gone. Oh shit! I don't. I, don't, I didn't. Yeah, so somebody uh, somebody grabbed all. Oh shit! Yeah. They got the mask and everything. Uh, and there were multiple masks too. Oh shit! So did they have to go back and like make new masks for it? Like were they? No, that was the last we wrapped. It was all done. Oh um, shit! Yeah. So somewhere there's Man, a thief sucks. out there right now with the final copy of that fucking mask. Well, did you want it? I mean, did you want wow. like a mask to take home with you? Like, 
Uh, it would have been cool. Yeah. But, eh. but you got yeah. fucking robbed. <laughs> Somebody stole it. One more. <laughs> robbed well, it wasn't mine. It wouldn't have been. I know, but it's like shit, man. I'm I mean... taking all this shit with me. You know, <laughs> maybe, maybe I should have. I should have yeah. just taken everything and just shoved it in a bag. And then run. Hey, worst case scenario. Garbage bag. Hey, we need to start cruising eBay and see who sold a really lifelike, you know, Leslie Vernon mask. We could find that fucker because you know they're not just going to keep it. Yeah, I, I, I would think so. I, I'd think just hang on to that shit. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. They might keep it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they don't respect it enough not to fucking steal it, then they probably don't need it for a souvenir. <laughs> you know or maybe I mean? they stole it because they have so much respect. Maybe that was it. There yeah. you go. That's yeah. what it is. That could yeah. be it. That could be it. I like your that's version. Why I steal. That's why I used to steal candy bars. I respected <laughs> them so much. <laughs> I still keep them in my bunk at night. I just pull them out and I look at them. This Zag Nut's special to me. Marco Vivaltor says, Nathan, how or what did you have to do to bring that character to life and bring him that type of personality? Uh, the personality was all mine. It was just I was just having a good time. You know, but Leslie's, Leslie's, you know, a guy who's on, on the verge of just like the, you know, the precipice of just launching his, his name into the pantheon of, you know, the greats. And, uh, that's pretty much where I felt that I was in my career. And, uh, you know, so I was just, I was just being me, you know, he loves what he does and, and, uh, and, uh, he's, he doesn't apologize for it. He just, he, you know, he just thinks that uh, maybe it's a little misunderstood and gets, getting some clarity on things would, would probably benefit, uh, you know, probably benefit the profession. And uh, yeah, so here's a documentary crew to follow me around while I'm just about to become famous. Dude, I'll tell you what, man, when I first watched it, um, I thought the whole thing um, with, with the character uh, like he was gonna turn out to be like not not necessarily like in like he wasn't gonna really do it like the actual leslie vernon was gonna show up or, or something like that like a ghost or some shit like that like he wasn't really gonna go through with the whole thing and then when it kicks into high gear in the second half i'm like holy shit this guy's actually gonna do it like i like i felt like the camera crew <laughs> like because i mean i felt like the camera crew was following you around I'm like no nah, man this guy's kind of out there but he's not really really gonna do it but then when you do it i'm like holy shit like that's why it's so unique and i love it man it, it's just so crazy like how great of a character that is leslie vernon well i think um yeah there are some people that see the turn that it takes a mile away and they just um you know they they you know, don't really, I don't know. They, they, they just appreciate other aspects of the movie, but mm. you know, maybe they're just kind of a little cynical or a little like me, you know, I'm, 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 I'm always, you know, three beats ahead. It feels like from, from whatever, wherever I'm at in a movie, I'm already thinking ahead. The, the really special movies for me are the ones where I'm not really thinking ahead. I'm just really, right. really captured and, and in the moment, you know, but a lot of times I just kind of, I'm already anticipating, you know, the next moment. And, uh, and so I do tend to see things, uh, before they come down the pike and I tend to be, you know, really unimpressed by the fact that I wasn't surprised at all. Some people yeah. are really surprised by, um, that turn that it takes in that in my, uh, behind the mask. And, uh, and, uh, I always appreciate that because I feel like yes. I'm too, uh, I'm too cynical to be, 
that kind of person who can but you know sometimes movies are like that you i was know, just, I, yeah I, like it It took me for a surprise man like it, it fooled me for sure like i was happy about that that was awesome i was pleasantly yeah. surprised because i thought you were so likable just as a guy and like these these people are following you around you know i think that was when they were writing that it had to be something like oh man we want these people to we want the audience to like these people but if they stand by and they watch him just slaughter people and then they just keep filming then they become unlikable um so that that position had to be hard when they were writing that but when you go in the room and you and, and you and you kill the people who are having sex and you come back out and then they all of a sudden get revolted by it i felt like i was happy because i was like i thought when watching it the first time, I was like, they're going to back out of this at some point. He's not actually going to go all the way with it. Uh, but I thought it was a ballsy move to just say, no, he's fucking killing people in here. This is happening. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, I think they got, they, they built themselves good ground to stand on. I guess I'm tooting my own horn. When, when they cast me, I think my take was different from a lot of people who were seeing the character as, as a, you know, kind of, just real menacing, you know, he's evil. So, you know, you just be evil. You know, there was a lot of shouting on the other side of the wall in the, in the, in the casting uh, room. Um, you know, I could hear when other people were auditioning, there was just a lot of, you know, that kind of thing. And I just, <laughs> you know, I just felt like that's unnecessary. You know, the guy does what he does. He doesn't, you know, he can be really passionate about, and 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 in and love his profession, you know, um, he doesn't have to be like a symbol of his profession, um, you know. So, so just being allowing the character to be likable opened up, in in my opinion, an opportunity for the audience to get engaged in a way that they wouldn't have had they gone with with probably the more commercial choice by you know, casting somebody who's just like really big and burly and, you know, kind of intense and, you know, that whole thing, um, you know, you don't get, if you don't get that likable quality, then you don't give it, the audience a a, a a chance to really bond and really care when all that shit starts, you know, happening. 100%. That's right. nuts to me, dude. So like, and I, one of the questions I was going to ask you was like, like I'm always interested when when people end up doing stuff like this. Like, okay, what was the the first time like you you know you heard the words Leslie Vernon? Like, how did it all actually start? You know, how how did you end up getting this role? But the thought of you sitting in an audition room and you didn't know that the character was supposed to be likable at all, and it, and thinking of the movie, had they had someone go in and been like trying to be like, you know, I'm Leslie Vernon, like while they're you know while they're on screen before the killings the thought that it wasn't obvious on the page that you were supposed to be charismatic and likable is that's fucking astounding to me dude i think that that that's definitely clearly why you got the role i mean that's genius you know uh th that's really fucking cool that well yeah. i am hmm, man <laughs> i think just, that's I, just it, it's kind of my it's kind of my <laughs> it's kind of my nature to I, I think a lot of times in acting class too, I would be like, I would be the guy who would see how other people were doing the scene. And then I would just make the choice that's completely opposite. Cause yeah, I didn't no. want to do what those guys were doing. You know what I mean? Um, that, and that might, that, that might've been the entire, you know, take that I had on the character was just like, well, 
I'm not gonna be like that fucking guy. That I just movie, listened to. <laughs> that movie yeah, would have been I, terrible if you had just like a serious like I'm a serial killer and I'm always a serial killer and then they ended up being a serial killer. <laughs> I could. I think. I, I think that naturally happens when people feel like, when actors feel like they don't have believe they they don't believe in 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 what they're selling. You know, mm. they're not they're not buying their own product. You know that they're not buying that they're, and uh, you know, in my case, in, in in Leslie Vernon's case, they don't buy that they're a serial killer. They don't buy that they're somebody who's dangerous. They don't buy any of that stuff, um, and so they feel like they have to kind of pro- project what quality they feel like the audience should be getting from them. Right. You know, which is like you know. Uh, you know, uh, anger, anger, and you know, meanness and threats. You know, threats. You know, that's. You know, and, uh, yeah. And, uh, I was gonna say, yeah, like, like almost like if they read the script, they feel like they have to overcompensate. Right. They they read it and they're like, oh, it's a serial killer, so that means I'm a mean, burly, evil force. But, but and- the thing with Leslie and, and maybe this is in the script, and maybe you would get this if you if you you know were really keying into to the character on the script is is leslie doesn't apologize for fucking shit 100 mm-hmm. yeah so i'm gonna do what i'm gonna do and you're either on board or you're not if mm-hmm. you're not then I, I could give a shit if you are <laughs> i'll lay down the rules and yep. you know so th- there's nothing to be this over i mean there right. there's there are moments where where you know there's an opportunity to see what Leslie's like with the mask on when he's not wearing it, yeah. you know, but for the most part, the mask is off and he doesn't need to be that guy because mm. it's not time. I, I just find right it on, man. super fucking interesting that like that didn't, that didn't read off the page that like, I would imagine. That's it, what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Like they weren't like, Hey, you're a, they didn't tell you, Hey, you're a likable guy. You're a really lovable dude. You're full of energy. Like none of that stuff. Like if, and me being a non-actor, you know, would have read that and I would have gone in there and I would have done the exact fucking thing. Those other dudes did. I'd be like, I'm a serial killing son of a, a bitch. I'm ready to <laughs> fuck shit up. You know, <laughs> I'm going to kill you and smell your entrails all over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> Dude, when you did to when the you, moon <laughs> we will go to houston and we will rule but when you did when you did your when you did your audition for it um were they shocked as shit that you were being likable or like were they like that's what the fuck we're talking about or were they like holy shit i didn't even see it that way well i think i don't know i i i don't know if they it was completely outside of their um you know they they had thought of anything in that the, the way that I took it but um there was a great back and forth in the room and that uh, was with me and Angela um who I was um auditioning with it was with me and David Stevie was there and and Scott Glosserman and I, Ben Pace was there too I believe um and there was just a really good easy rapport you know really right off the bat and I, I think that probably helped more than anything um uh, suggest to them that this might be a, a good way to go is because we just um, we just synced, you know. Yeah, I get it. The chemistry, yeah, the that's, good chemistry. That's that's just the yeah. wildest thing, man. That's the wildest thing to me. That that 
You had to be nervous. Like you had to be like sweating balls. Like, I mean, it's your first. I hate auditioning. I'm I'm the worst auditioner. You'd have to be a sadist to like that. I was going to be shit, man. I I couldn't even only imagine sitting like in the room waiting to go in and just hearing that from the other side and be like, oh shit. (laughs) Even thinking about sitting in a waiting room gets my picture up. Oh, Jesus. Couldn't imagine. Hey, I did notice on your IMDb they got you listed for uh, a movie called Crossbow Creek, um, mm-hmm. and the the idea of it, the synopsis sounded pretty cool to me. Is that still is that something that maybe got halted by COVID, or is that something you're still it, you gonna get behind the camera again? It, in it got impacted by it, but I I think it's probably still um, going forward. Um, my buddy Andy, he uh, um, we've worked together on on another film, and uh, and he was raising the money to do a um a trailer for it and so we shot some stuff for it and and uh he put that together and and uh, i think he's got a package now that he's um you know working on getting funding with but um but yeah it's uh he's he's another guy who writes scripts that are just solid you know they just work the the, the mathematics of the script work you know it's it feels very you know, two plus two equals four, you know, well, I get this. This is all. Yeah. Yeah. Just check the box. I I was going to ask you real quick. uh, Do you like, do you like being in front of the camera or do you like enjoy being off the camera, like behind the scenes? Like what's your, if you had to pick, which one is your like favorite to be? Because by the way, not a lot of people know this about you. Super successful in the editorial department. You know, you've been doing <laughs> Deadliest Catch and all that stuff like that. You managed to create a career in the in the edit editorial department doing awesome stuff. So, that uh, editorial. I I don't know. <laughs> I need to go on there and <laughs> revise my IMDb because uh, it's editorial is not correct. I I, I work in post production, but uh, but um, not editing. Um, I do need to fix that. I just don't care enough. I got. <laughs> Sounds cool either way, though. You know. Yeah, I, I've I've been working off camera for the last yeah. ten years, but um, but yeah, I I do enjoy working on camera. I I appreciate the the technicality of it, and I I do enjoy working in a technical way. But I also enjoy working in a kind of organic way, and and uh, theater acting tends to be a little, you know, closer mm-hmm. to to an organic sense of of acting for me, and so I guess I always kind of steered in that direction. But uh, but I think um, yeah, with a project like Behind the Mask, uh, it was just a fantastic um, exercise in acting because I got to work not just in a kind of free space of documentary style you know acting but <clears throat> also in a cinematic style and uh and was able to knock out both those um exercises in in a first project which is rare to have that opportunity um rarely do you get as much camera time as i got yeah um so yeah i i mean i guess it, it, it depends on the project again but mm-hmm. um i get you well, I, I think that comes. I think I think Jay's question from comes from a place of which is exactly how I kind of feel. Like, I mean, um, if I was in a you know a producing position somewhere, um, there's a there's a shit ton of fucking roles where I'd be like, 
get this fucking guy in and have him audition for it, man. I just, I, I, there's just, there's something in your performance in that movie that just like screams like you, you fucking, you, you got something amazing with the acting, man. I mean, it, it really is impressive and it's, it's special and it stands out. I think out. I'll be getting back out there too. I, I appreciate that. I, 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 I haven't walked away from acting. I, I was doing teaching in, in uh, the time that I've been working for um, my company. Um, and that was really gratifying. Uh, teaching acting but um but yeah i do miss doing acting and uh and i i think i'm gonna be getting back to it soon yeah, yeah man. Uh, well you should for sure you're a great actor for sure 100 yeah. percent. we'd all Thanks. love to see it man uh chris snyder asked hey nathan mike and jay question for all of you how do you feel about a behind the mask and hatchet crossover uh i don't know if you've seen hatchet it's uh adam green i feel good about that <laughs> yeah <laughs> that'd be pretty cool man i'm not gonna lie that hey. would be a, an interesting crossover for well sure. adam already set the stage for it <clears throat> in uh in hatchet too he already mentioned leslie vernon so um yep. it's easy, easy crossover and i uh, just the fact that you know the fact that you know that and adam green seems like the type of dude who would just be 100 percent down oh, for adam that shit has has been a really fantastic cheerleader for us and uh and i've i've appreciated uh how enthusiastically he's um supported our movie because uh we <clears throat> were the first two films that were um released theatrically by um by uh, uh I'm fucking blanking on, uh anchor bay anchor bay yeah i didn't yeah, realize well, um I th and i think anchor bay is doing scream right I, is that the same company that's doing the new scream movie no 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 it's spyglass i'm thinking of spyglass, oh, yeah, yeah. spyglass yeah my bad yeah, they they branched out from uh, from you know video and DVD distribution to theatrical distribution, and 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 we were their first. Um, Behind the Mask was their first uh, theatrical release. <laughs> we we did not make money for them. I'm, I'm sure we were a disappointment, but uh, but Hatchet did well, and it's still doing well. So good for them. How, how does that work, by the way? So uh, this is a question I plan on asking, but like so. You're an actor. I get. I'm, I'm guessing you're looking for roles. You're looking for stuff to audition for. Like from the first, from the first time you heard the words Leslie Vernon, like how did you end up, you know, being Nathan Basil, and then ending up in this movie? Like, what was the first time you heard of it? How did you end up on the movie? Was it just you got a a, a notice about the audition? You went and you got it, or my my agent got me the audition appointment and sent me the script and yeah. It makes fucking sense considering how yeah. how you how you explained the audition process because I guarantee ninety nine point nine percent of motherfuckers because I would have done it would have went in there and been like I'm a fucking badass serial killer and I'm here to fuck you up yeah I was like I saw this shit on Craigslist uh, you guys are auditioning like, like, I don't know not to say there's anything wrong with that because but if I read that script too I'd be like okay you're a serial killer you're a slasher you're Michael fucking yeah. Myers and then like I, I, it's genius stroke on your part I, I that's maybe my favorite part from this whole interview is you explaining that you heard other people doing it that way because I just I would never would have pictured it any way other than the way you did it and i i would have figured that everybody else auditioning would have been trying to do it the way you did it but to hear that you're the only one that you know maybe the only one at least that went in there and was just like hey i'm a likable dude but i'm also a fucking serial killer <laughs> is awesome i i think it's it's probably yeah I, um yeah i don't sorry that's not really a question i was just like saying shit out loud as I no, I, 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 I uh, went to a 
different place. But yeah, I, I, I think the dark side, and uh, and I think uh, I it's something that I don't have as much reluctance uh, representing uh, or showing to to people, especially in my acting. So uh, I think that's that's just it's it comes easier for me than some people maybe. Yeah, well, it was, it was fucking great, man. Uh, Evan Alpaul asked for Nathan, "What's your favorite snack?" It's an easy one, buddy. <laughs> That's bananas. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> bananas. Are Are you just looking for the first food in your in your fucking kitchen right now? Basically, yeah. I I I made. Uh, I've been making granola, homemade granola. Oh yeah, and uh, and I've been mixing. Uh, yogurt with that and uh and a little honey i like that, I like that hey man uh i know we're gonna let you go here soon i'm just gonna ask you what do you prefer like overall like do you prefer being on the stage doing the acting or like in front of a camera i mean i know there's differences obviously but what do you prefer if you had your choice what would be your overall like pick would it be on stage in front of a big crowd or would it be in front of a, a camera with a crew well, it depends on the, on the project again because because uh you know like with behind the mask um yeah my character is on screen a whole bunch so mm. i'm getting the hell of an acting workout you know right uh, and and the the range that i get to do in that role um yeah it's going to be fantastically you know rewarding but like i said you, you th those opportunities are, are few and far between and and uh you know with theater there's a lot more uh opportunity generally to um to mix and have the the collaboration be really creative and and, mm -hmm. and stimulating and inspiring you know um and then there's uh not necessarily the projects the specific projects that i worked on but the the collaborations that i've had um there uh, theater groups that i've worked with um that just where they're coming from and how they work um, is a dynamic that just really gets me interested and excited and inspired and, you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it just, it's, it's the project. Yeah. Squeam queen asks as an actor, do you have a boundary or limit on what you will or won't do taboo subjects, et cetera, or, or, uh, what, do you just want to be true to the part? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I guess some taboo subjects. I mean, I, 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 unless there was some kind of justification for it in the story, you know, there's, there's lots of <laughs> kinds of people that I wouldn't want to represent, um, a lot, especially these but, days, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but, uh, yeah, if, if, if the script is good and it, and it feels like it's justified in the character, um, yeah, I, I, I like, um, Explore, using the character as an opportunity to explore aspects of myself in a more um, nuanced way and in, uh, in a more deeper, deep kind of way. And, and, uh, and that's what behind the mask certainly was, was an opportunity to, to just kind of do a deep dive on, on, on me. Mm -hmm. uh, Sutter Gillette asks if, uh, if you don't mind answering, he says, um, 
how do you feel about the Halloween franchise? And uh, if so, how do you feel about Halloween Kills? Are you excited about that? Did you see that? I was going to ask that myself. Did you see 2018 Halloween? Uh, how do you feel about that? It's a big thing here. I don't know if I, I said that. I, I feel I feel I feel good about it. I feel really good about it. Um, I didn't watch my first Halloween movie until last year. No shit. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah. You got a lot of catching I, up to do, man, though. But I mean, did you like it? I know this. I know this. <laughs> so I saw the first Halloween movie last year, and uh, I watched um, Halloween 4, mm. um, I think Halloween 5. Did you start with um, Halloween 4? Was that the first Halloween movie you saw? No, the first Halloween. Okay, good. All right, just needed to know that. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, and then I saw a good chunk of Halloween 8. Uh, oh. just um which is interesting yeah um yeah i i'm i i'm really interested in how they got jamie lee curtis back to 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 do this and, and from what i understand um they have done it in a way that kind of reconciles aspects that were kind of problematic story-wise with uh her character and 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 how her character you know fit into the to the legend of mm. michael myers it's all on point uh, yeah. uh just kind of resolved some 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 issues and um and it sounds like uh they did it really well they 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 pulled it off a, a good you know quality movie so yeah i'm 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 <laughs> i'm interested in watching it i hope this one coming out is very successful i'm interested in watching that eventually yeah. yeah it's just hard for me to get to a point on a saturday night where i feel like frightening myself <laughs> <laughs> i think that's I great though man i mean i, I think i think honestly some of the best contributors to horror movies are people who do not enjoy horror movies like just don't enjoy living there i think that's i, think I that's... love them i love them but they fucking push that's do 100 percent. i get it no yeah i fucking love them too but they scare the shit out of me but you can't help but be attracted to them at the same time it's, that, it's the thing that dude right there you go see a horror movie with him he's fucking like the music picks up and he's doing this shit he's doing this shit and he's like covering his nose and his eyes and his ear yeah, he's, he's like diapers and all sorts of he shit he looks I, like the bad guy from mad max just like fucking i just, watched the 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 red carpet premiere of um the exorcism of emily rose yeah Sitting next to Emily Rose. <laughs> oh, man. And, and I screamed like a cheerleader at several points in the movie. Yeah. And was cringed up like a, you know, yeah, a feeble, you know, thing on my chair. Yeah, I do. Like the, an, I do the two points. It's it's in the ears and it's over the eyes. Like I do the whole thing. I yeah. can't. I mean, it, it scares the awful. shit out of me. We have a whole. We have a whole I show on here. Loud in movie theaters. I <laughs> scream so loud. I get. I, I scream and then I get mad because I'm like, oh shit, it got me. Damn. Like I should have expected that and I didn't. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I get what you man. The Emily Rose, like the actress of the Emily Rose, like holy shit, That's that was good shit. In it. That was scary. Like the the barn scene. Yeah. Oh my goodness gracious! All of, all of the, the the contortion stuff. I mean, yeah, that was all I, real. I hate it. No, just she's she's so good like that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's some good stuff. Memory. Hey, Nathan, man, thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. Like just the fact that you know, awesome. You took time out of your day. Nice we talking. really do appreciate that. Nice talking to you guys. Hey, man. And, You're uh, great. Thank you. Uh, you know, and and honestly, like I'm fascinated with. 
you know, I, I didn't want to push you on it because, you know, uh, obvious reasons, but I'm fascinated with whatever the hell you wrote over this quarantine break for Leslie Vernon. I It's good. Yeah, I would love to fucking I would love to go deeper into that. I don't want to push on it because, you know, obviously we're on here with everybody and I'm sure yeah. there's stuff that you want to keep close to the chest, but I'm fascinated with that. I can't wait to see what comes to that, but I also want to say, man, um you're uh, a dude who's just you stuck out to me the first time I saw this movie. That was that was one of those like if I was a GM and, you know, this was football, I'd be like, "Get me that fucking guy to do anything." <laughs> I told you that. I'm really fascinated with you, man, and I I I think that um your journey's pretty cool because not only were you great in this movie, and even though it, it because of like you said, um, it's a hard movie to explain, and because it came out in the time it did or whatever, um, you have whether it's the editorial department or, or or whatever it is, you know, you you fashioned out yourself, um, you know, a, a nice niche in what you're doing, and I think that's a pretty cool thing, and um, uh, I just I really look forward to see what you do in the future man uh, and if you're interested in being in front of the camera uh i would fucking place bets on you buddy i, I really would i, I think I mean, you're, you're a great awesome. actor thank you so much thank for being you. here for real i appreciate it and uh and uh good luck to you and uh in your uh in your podcasting and uh and continued success guys yeah thanks hey, so much man hey if you ever want to come on again and just talk about drinking we'll do that too That'd be great. <laughs> Let's do it. Anytime. I, I think I said everything. I think that was pretty much <laughs> it. Well, anytime, man. Anytime you want to come on here and chat, uh, we'd love to have you, buddy. Thanks for thanks for taking the time tonight. Thanks, Nathan. Right on. Take it easy, guys. Thanks. I mean, you too. See you, man. Thank you. All right, guys. We are going to take a break. That was fucking fun. That was a cool. Hey, man, what a nice fucking guy. Yeah. What an incredible like wealth of knowledge that I just learned. Like it was great. Like I felt like I was talking to um, Timothy Oliphant's John Malkovich's uh, love child. Dude. Like I, it was great, and I didn't know what to say to him because I was nervous a little bit. I was a little nervous because I mean this guy's seasoned. He's a fucking seasoned actor. But yeah, I wanted him to feel comfortable and things like that. But wow, what a wealth of knowledge. Dude, just it was it's worth it for that fucking that mushroom team America story alone. Yeah, I hope that I hope that <laughs> gets on I hope that gets on his IMDB or Wikipedia page. I hope so it gets cool. updated. That was so <laughs> like, cool. Uh, you know, when yeah. you go to a personal life, it'll say, uh, one time he went to see Team America while filming <laughs> Leslie on mushrooms that was... marijuana. That was so fucking cool, man. Uh, I feel like we do that. Sometimes I feel like we bring the the the, the fucked up stories out of people. I feel like hey, maybe man, we should know, keep interviewing people on this fucking channel. What do you think about that, guys? There there are some people. There are some people you can just let them talk. Yeah. And 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 they're interesting, and they've got a a good head on their shoulders, and they're not being condescending. And he didn't have the typical Hollywood bullshit thing surrounding him. So I liked it. It was it was a yeah. fun time. And I think they feel comfortable too <clears throat> because they're in Zoom call. So they know that we're not right around their their shoulders being like, hey, so I can ask you something. I just went dark. I just went dark, buddy. I got to replace the battery in my camera. I was saving it for when Nathan left, but I went dark. Hey, guys, I'll be right back. We'll be right back. We're going to take a quick pee-pee break. We'll come out, hang out, shoot the shit with you guys for a few minutes. And uh, and I'm going to figure out if my phone fucking like, well, my phone didn't explode, so. Hopefully didn't over it. That was cool, dude. I'm fucking psyched about that. Was that was cool. That was cool, man. I like that. I mean, I, doing the interviews are fun. 
but only if they're from with cool people like that. Like exactly. just doing nilly, uh, willy nilly interviews is not that fun. But this one's fun. Exactly, guys. Hey, watch this video. We'll be right back in a few minutes to hang out and, and give you guys a nightcap. Let's have a drink together before the night's over, folks. Come on. Oh shit. <laughs> You already started? <laughs> I don't know. I, I was clicking buttons and like it's all fucked up. Okay, there we are. We're good. We are back. We are back. <laughs> oh shit. I, I, just, I didn't know you already started it. I'm I, sorry. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. I I, I fucked up and I clicked. Sorry, I was button. late, guys. I didn't know. <laughs> I just I just now started. I just now started. Oh, okay. It, but well, my phone stopped doing the weird like uh beeping thing, so I can look at chat <laughs> hey man that was fucking cool i feel like yeah it was fun i i was literally just um i was talking to uh april I, it was kind of like it kind of made me a little nervous because um i mean he was he's a cool guy and he's really uh relaxed and chill or whatever but he's like he knows his shit like he's from like he graduated from juilliard he was in like he was in leslie vernon one of the best serial killer movies of all time and i i wanted to make sure that we hit all our our points on it and i didn't want because i didn't want to be like oh well these guys are obviously a bunch of drunk dumb shits that don't know shit and they're just talking <laughs> uh, he'd so, be correct if he assumed that to be well correct. no that's uh, that's 100 true but i was trying to keep up a veneer that it was fake like no I, <laughs> we asked the hard-hitting questions here mister like what's your favorite raspberry ice cream <laughs> Super nice guy though, man. That was that was that was fun, and hey, I, th I feel like we kind of broke some news tonight, dude. I feel like we kind of broke some news tonight that he's actually written a little bit. He's he's written a little bit of some Leslie Vernon stuff for the future. That's pretty awesome, and uh, uh, that was that I, I was fascinated with that interview. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed that as well. Uh, we gotta get some. We gotta get. We gotta get like. Uh, I don't know. I want to get like john malkovich on here or something <laughs> i feel and, like hey man i feel like asking about asking about rounders I feel, I feel like we do a good job interviewing people i i think we do i think we do i think we i think we bring out the best that fucking mushroom story was one of the most funny fucking things i've ever heard in my goddamn life i didn't i didn't see it coming i mean I, you hey. know like we were we were talking about like he was saying that because he's so cynical that he can usually figure out the plot of a movie i didn't figure the plot of him at all like the fact that he <laughs> smoked the giggle bush and did mushrooms and then watched team america world police <laughs> i was like jesus christ what a fucking blu-ray bonus edition i, I didn't I, know this happened. <laughs> i think my favorite part of that whole interview was him going like so we gonna talk about something other than drinking or what <laughs> and by the way i wasn't trying to like and i think i i guess he got it because i wasn't trying to be insulting when i was like because you guys know on YouTube that there's a thing called drunk history where literally the, the guys they get, the guests, uh, they drink a bunch of alcohol and then they recount an actual historical event while yeah. they're drinking and they get more and more drunk as they go on. And it's hilarious. <laughs> but we were just talking about, you know, flavored Dave, uh, uh, like situations of like <laughs> the, the particular palate that our mouths need for alcohol. So I was like, yeah, now let's get really fucking tanked and then talk about your great movie. <laughs> I was like, because I, I thought that's where it was going to go. And I was like, oh, shit. And I, I, I didn't want to like be insulted. I think he got it. But I'm just saying I wasn't trying to be an asshole about it. I, no, no, no. I don't, I don't think you came off like an asshole at all. I think that was fucking great, man. And holy fucking shit, Jamie. Dude, Jamie, you did not have to do that, man. You did not have to fucking do that. Thank you so much, brother. 
that fucking huge ass super chat, man. He says, okay, guys, it's time to embrace yourselves. You all are humble. It's why we love you. However, you are both great at interviews. As Nathan said, he hates auditions. You guys get nervous at interviews and nail them every time. Cheers, brothers. Bananas! Oh, man. Thanks, Jamie. Like, instantly, Good. I just got at least three feet of my cock back because I was scared <laughs> the entire time. And I lost at least three feet. I mean, three centimeters, but no, I, yeah, that's so it, we, sweet, uh, man. Thank you. Thank you, Jamie, man. It really it means a lot to us because I, I was nervous a little. I'm not, I'll, I'll just be upfront and, and honest and, and bear it all balls hanging out in the wind. I don't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I was nervous, man, because again, and we've interviewed people before, but it's, it's, it's not, not taking anything away from the people that we've interviewed, interviewed before, but man, again, this guy is from Juilliard. Like he's been on fucking stage he still is on stage yeah. he's taught classes and then he was in a, a a big ass movie like leslie vernon or at least according to us it was a big ass movie and it was it was fucking intimidating and uh, again it was but it was a really fun experience um i haven't been that nervous but i don't remember it since jake Busey. but i was drunk as fuck <laughs> when i talked to jake Busey, and he was just an <laughs> asshole <laughs> yeah dude like uh you know so we we've barely started doing interviews on the channel and like you know you know we had the dude from the power rangers movie super nice guy super not, fucking super cool awesome guy, yeah. um you know we we, we talked to dave mccray which that's just like talking to a buddy you know because we've talked to him so many times yeah. and, and he's in the same space as us so he understands yeah and then and talking to nathan you know it was it was weird because like we watched the movie and i thought hey man maybe he'll come on and do the show and i just i was already facebook friends with him because uh, yeah. i'm a dork and i went and found him on facebook like two years ago did you ask him for a friend request uh no I just I well a friend requested him and then well, he, ex I'm he accepted. Gonna, I'm gonna, I, well maybe I'll do that because so, I'm not friends with him. <laughs> and then like well we've been friends for like two years on Facebook just because I was like I've always been fascinated with him because like like I said I, and I wasn't blowing any smoke in that interview man like when I watched that movie for the first time I was like that guy's fucking got it and I mean this in a completely non disrespective way whatsoever but I fully expected when I saw uh, behind the mask that I would see his name a whole lot and that he was going to be a big actor like I thought that that guy's fucking got it he's got that Ryan Reynolds type of yeah. charm that kind of thing in that movie and um to uh it, it's it's fucking awesome dude it's it's awesome to to see somebody in a movie like that and then and be where we are now and be able to talk to them and it was so nice of him to want to come on the show and do that and it's really um, cool that we're gonna be talking to the director of the the new wrong turn movie i know and that's point. gonna be intimidating too because that guy knows how to write and he knows how to put together sketches and plays that make sense other than other than like well mike and i put together just bullshit in the wind by the way Paige, uh thank god because she says yes juilliard intimidating thank you by the way she says and even he said he was up and coming definitely intimidating but you handled it with ease and grace thank god because <laughs> i mean i know that we're not diane sawyer out here in this bitch but we tried our best <laughs> and you know hey the that... main thing is i want these guys to feel comfortable whoever comes on the show to be interviewed i want it to be comfortable and i'll be honest i was mad when mike's like oh yeah i booked a fucking interview with nathan basil I was like, dude, fuck that. Like, I don't, I, like, I'm, I'm nervous. I don't want to do it. Like, I, maybe all of a sudden I'll have an internet outage <laughs> and I can't do it. Uh, yeah, but it did, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that you guys enjoyed it. And the main thing was, is I wanted him to talk about, you know, well, both of us did. We wanted him to be able to talk about his movie and his experiences. And he gave us a lot more, it was very giving. And as far as what he volunteered, the, you know, as far as the information and it was great. It was, a, it was a fun time, man. 
And look, here's the thing. I th- here's the only reason I think that 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 we sh- that we're and we are going to uh, look into doing more interviews with more people on the show. I've always hated interviews because it was like going up to people and asking them, and it felt fucking weird, and I didn't like doing it. I used to try to make Jay do it at all the cons, like, dude, go up and ask him for an interview. I'd be like, no, do it. I would, I would after a few fucking natural lights. Right, and and you know, one time I asked Michael Bain for an interview, and he could smell the beer on my breath, and he was like, no. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> so awkward. But I think that I think that it, you know uh, so many people they try like you said dinosaur so many people they try to like do the dinosaur thing like well tell me you know and I think like just like the the, the 10, 20 minute conversation we had about just like what do you like to drink you know I think that that's the kind of thing that um, is fun and like yeah. separates it from other stuff and that's that's as nervous as I get doing these interviews that. Uh, when we do them like this and the questions like that, we did Christopher Nelson, dude. We were shitting fucking bricks. Great, and, I know, and it was so surprising how amazing that dude is. Like, and you're just a, you're talking about a dude who just like he reached out to us and was like, "Hey, man, he's just such a cool guy." He's like, "I like your channel. I think you guys are cool." And he he redid our fucking Halloween mask and like he's such a nice guy. And then like we had him on the show, and you and I were both like fucking nervous as shit, like shitting pants well, I think I, I, all day. And I think. I think somebody called us out. Like, you guys were fucking nervous. We were. I'm not saying, they were like, I'm not saying the interview sucked, but you guys were so nervous. Yeah. Jesus Christ, I saw your testicles shake. Uh, yeah. I'm like, no, you didn't because I was wearing pants, but we were. We were, <laughs> I, like, I, I could feel my voice fucking quavering or quivering, uh, like, uh, <laughs> quivering a little bit when I would ask uh, Sir Christopher Nelson anything. I, because, I, I, you know, again, these guys to us are, are larger than life. And I think that's for anybody, but the, the thing about, yeah, the main thing is, and you're right. Uh, a lot of people that interview them, interview anybody that's up there is, um, they try to be like a 2020 special or something. And they're trying to be very professional journalists. And look, me and Mike are, are, are dumb shits from Kentucky and we drink beer <laughs> and we, uh, and alcohol. So, I mean, it's like, it, we're not exactly the high standard for, um, you know, we're not. You're never going to see us on extra, extra with Mario <laughs> Lopez. And I, but yeah. you know, I. But in my mind, I think that a lot of these um, celebrities or, or people that are in the industry appreciate that more, and you can get more from them because of the fact that you're not trying to be. And, and I'm not saying they're all like this, but you're not being uh, what I would say fake. Right. If you're being fake, like I, like the, the like the, the the kid that interviewed Jamie Lee Curtis talking about the the fucking uh, Jason mask. That right. guy had never seen. The, the last fucking horror movie he'd seen was Hocus Pocus. And, like, he didn't know what the hell he was talking about. Yeah. Like, and you could tell immediately, he's like, oh, it's Jamie Lee Curtis. It's going to boost our ratings. Send that guy in there. He's yeah. a good-looking guy. We'll have him out in the front line. But yeah. he didn't know what the hell he was talking about. But either way, it was fun, I'm, man. I'm on Cloud9, man. I'm on Cloud9 right now. That, 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 that kind of shit's so fucking fun to me. And the crowd, you guys in the chat asked some great questions. That was fun. That banana thing was fucking hilarious because he was like, uh, bananas. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know where he was going either because I was trying to follow what he was doing. But I thought maybe for a second he was just, like somebody was trying to motion him off camera, be like, "No, no, you need to stop talking. These guys are assholes." Or after... <laughs> like he was like, because he did one of those things where he like when you when your dad is disappointed in you because you, you know you didn't get the girl of your dreams, and he, like he goes. And he was like looking off camera, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" He's gonna be like, "Hey, you know what? I really love the interview, guys, but I got a jet. You know, it's weird. I got like, I got weird plumbing problems. Like, I, like, I thought it was gonna be something like that, but thank God it didn't." Super, uh, t- hey, cool dude, man. Cool dude with a lot of I. Uh, he has just. By the way, Chap Wilson, it's his wife. 
like calm down (laughs) jesus christ he's like mike please listen there's someone behind you someone (laughs) is in your house it's his wife it's it's katie it's katie i don't know what she's doing uh one of the kids woke up there uh Paige almer says oh you already answered that marco says mike and jay who would be your great white buffalo to interview great wife buffalo Mm. to interview uh great white buffalo great white buffalo Buffalo. Buffalo. i'll tell you mel gibson can't that would be a big one, uh, and we would have to make sure we didn't drink, <laughs> like at all. Drink. No, fuck that. It, I'm not. It helps. <laughs> yeah, not and then all of a sudden, you gotta watch exactly how much you drink. You gotta start drinking would, late. You know. He would be like, "I see you, young men over there drinking," and I had long feared that my sins would catch up with me. <laughs> like I, I, I just feel like we would make him uncomfortable if we were drinking. But I, honestly, the great white buffalo for me uh, would be James Cameron. No, I, I, I think, you know, ah, and then you'd be like fucking intimidated as fuck. This guy turns goddamn shit into gold. James, how's Avatar 9 going in your mom's basement? (laughs) You would never ask that because your dick's not big enough. I know. (laughs) Uh, I've seen it. I know. No, I, honestly, but the ones that would scare me the most, I have three. Quentin Tarantino would scare me the most. That was going to be scary, yeah. Uh, Bruce Campbell would scare me second. Because he's kind of a dick to people in a funny way. And then my third... uh, the third one that would actually scare me to talk to a little bit, just because they they're they're really quick on on the uptake, is John Carpenter. I think because if you're not up on speed, and John Carpenter, if you're going to ask him the same trite bullshit, uh, he'll questions, shit on your face. Yeah, he'd be like, "Listen, why don't you just do yourself a favor and rent the movie on Netflix, and then come back with an original question?" I'm like, <laughs> hey. "Oh, okay. So, can I tell you that I think your hair is wonderful?" <laughs> I'll say, I'll also say Ryan Reynolds. Like, if you got to interview Ryan Reynolds, he's so witty and so fucking smart, dude. Like, that would be that would be a great white buffalo. Well, Ryan Reynolds seems like he's the the kind of guy though. Like, he's like if he knows you're nervous, I don't. He seems like a sweet kind of guy. I think he would. He would play down. He would he would downplay much like our Kentucky basketball team in college. He would downplay to the competition. Yeah. He'd be like, look, I know you guys are are like on the short bus, so I'm gonna play <laughs> it down to you because I know that you guys are scared. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, someone like uh, Will Ferrell would probably eat you alive. That would be fun as fuck to do, dude. Yeah. Uh, Blood Red Sky says I'm personal friends with Dag Fairs, young Michael Myers from Rob Zombie's film. Would you like me to ask him if he'd like to come on one day? Uh, uh, you know what? That would be that would could be a fun time yeah. in the night. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, we've shit on Rob Zombie so much that it, that might be kind of yeah. I, I I don't think that's a good idea. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind talking to him though. Uh, no, I I don't know. It, it, like it feels like talking to Anakin Skywalker from Episode One and be like, did way, it feel bad when people talked about how shitty of an actor you were? Ironically, like, that- we have interviewed the the Anakin Skywalker kid on this channel. Well, Annie did it. Annie interviewed him. At a no, at a Comic Con uh, once, there's an old video of that. Uh, yeah, that well, should, should happen. <laughs> no, but you know, he's that? actually he actually got a a good interview because he's notorious about being an asshole. Like he was he's a nice guy, though. He a was, really big asshole to fans. It was cool um, though, in that interview. He was nice, at least. Damn, Tito San Cheeto says, "Mike, you're too cool of a dude to like Mel Gibson so much." Uh, you no, asshole, hey man. My, and by G- the way, Tito, I like fucking Mel Gibson too. Like, what are you talking about, hey, dude? Mel Gibson got drunk one night and he said some dumb shit. We've all been there. Maybe not the same kind of shit that he said, but we've all been dumb and drunk. And I feel like you know, if if we can appreciate Robert Downey Jr., then we have to appreciate Mel Gibson as well. Robert you know? Downey Jr. was literally a fucking coke addict that did a bunch of bad shit over and over again and got a second chance. And by the way. 
and just pointing this out here, my man, he came out on stage and said, it's time to give Mel Gibson a second chance and to let go of the bullshit. He said it on stage as he, as he was accepting an award. So if you hate on, if you hate on Mel, you got to hate on Robert. Vanessa, Vanessa, you did not have to do that. You and Jamie both fucking huge goddamn super chats. You, I don't know what to say to that, man. You guys are you guys are the fucking sweetest. Vanessa with a huge super chat says, uh, just because Mike and Jay. Uh hey, thanks so much, Vanessa. Holy shit. You know By the what? way, Vanessa and I had first talked on uh Messenger when she was counting for Courtney. That was the first time. That's awesome. <laughs> you know it, it's crazy. Like uh uh you and Jamie both, uh, with those huge fucking super chats, like feels feels like you guys you notice, you know, that um these are big things for us, and they, they mean a lot to us, and that's that's super. Just that's just fucking sweet. Uh, Jamie and Vanessa, you guys don't have to do that. We love Amazing. you guys so much. Amazing. Uh, we and, just love you. and by the way, uh, Jamie is an awesome um, moderator, and Vanessa is an awesome uh, person that helps us out from time to time yeah. when uh, Courtney is not available because he's shining his Air Jordan somewhere. I see you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, g- g- great people. Um, and by yeah. the way, um, it's humbling, man. Fuck. Thank uh, you. Catherine Estrella says, "Spill that tea, Mike and Jay." I we're not. I don't think we're okay. spilling any kind of tea necessarily drunk. right now. I'm but by drunk. the way, these were these were conversations that I was going to have Mike after the the stream tonight. I was like, "Oh shit, dude! I was so fucking nervous, bro." I was like, "You know what? I'll just <laughs> let you guys talk about it uh, because I, I didn't. I, I I was literally fucking, dude. My nuts were in my stomach." <laughs> When I went to the bathroom to take a tinkle, because yeah. I was asking April, because I my phone was off, I didn't know. I was like, "Dude, does it look like? Is it bad? Is that shit fucking bad? Like, is it bad?" And she's like, "No, no, it was good." I was like, "I don't fucking believe you. I think you're just telling me that to make me not feel bad." Because I felt like it was one of those moments where it was like, "Hey, man, everything's going smooth," but I felt like we were just two uh, thumbs on a stick. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we weren't doing anything. I mean, but he was great. I mean, it was great. Yeah, and it's, it's a big deal for us, man. That's our. That's that's one of the biggest. Uh, uh celebrities that we've ever had on the uh on the channel and not to uh, and by the way not to take away from anybody that's been on here to be interviewed by us they're all great we love them but this was the biggest one as and, far as i'm concerned like right now and that's the thing we haven't had people on this channel just because we're like oh they're a semi-celebrity like that'll help us or whatever we've had everybody that we've had on the channel has been somebody that we really admire like we really admire christopher nelson and what he's done we really I love christopher nelson. really yeah. admire um, you know what Nathan Basil has done. Like, uh, I wasn't blowing smoke up the dude's ass, man. I watched that movie years and years ago and thought that guy's fucking awesome. And like, just you know, to to be able to talk to him and hang out, and him to be cool enough to do that, and then you guys to be awesome enough to show up tonight. I was worried that nobody was going to show up tonight uh, because we don't do shows on Thursday, and you know, we had over two hundred people all night, and I really appreciate you guys for that. Thank you guys so much for that. If we had twelve people in here, I'd have felt stupid. Um, you guys really just uh, really fun, and really want to keep this going, man. I think, I think that you know, you and me. <sighs> talking to people in a different way, just shooting the shit with people, not being fucking stuffy, you know, not being fucking trying to be E entertainment tonight or trying to be yeah. special, just hanging out with people is going to bring out some really good interviews. And hey, as nervous as we are about it, the, some of the stories he told us were fucking amazing. I loved it. I loved it. And, and I love that he got comfortable to do it too. Yeah. Hey, look, man, we just Kentucky boys hanging out. And I think that's what it is. I mean, you enjoy yourself, have a little, a beer, a little bit of, of Jim beam. If that's what you're into and just yeah, relax. Right. 
a little bit. <laughs> ain't no problems here. We ain't at a real press conference, <laughs> motherfucker. Get your thumb out your ass and let's get going. And I think he did that. <laughs> uh, like as soon as I saw he was drinking Miller Lite, I'm like, all right. I kind of feel a little bit better. Uh, that chung me right. Like in, I, I, I like, felt yeah. a little bit better because I at first I was like, does he want to be very serious? I will talk to you. I'm Tom Brokaw, and <laughs> this is Nathan Bessel. Uh, but I, I'm glad that he did that because again, yeah. it, it shows us that. Hey man, I, I know you guys are really shitty podcasters, YouTubers. Uh, you guys are terrible, but I get that you drink, so I'm gonna drink a little bit. And we're gonna have hey, a good time about it. Prepare for it, though. We are gonna do an interview one of these days. One of these days, we're gonna do an interview, and someone's gonna come on the sh the show. And instead of being cool like he was, I feel like hey, you're just gonna. They're gonna about, be very like. We're gonna talk yeah. about drinking all night. He's like, "What the fuck is this piece of shit show?" Yeah. Like, you guys are <laughs> I, dude, unprofessional. I, I can't wait for the day that it happens where it gets really awkward all of a sudden, like immediately happens when they're like this. So why am I here? Are you guys just going to like talk about your experiences or are we talking about what I'm here for? I'm like, no, no, no. Uh, Mr. Uh, uh, fucking uh, somebody said, um, who was it? Um, okay. Zack Snyder. No. Um, who was Venom? Tom, Tom Hardy. Hardy. Yeah. Tom Hardy would eat us alive. He'd be like, so I, I was just wondering, like, I mean, you guys are a bunch of uh, you, you're fat drunks from Kentucky. <laughs> I, I, I was wondering if you actually going to ask me a question of you're just going to ramble on about your, you know, uh, alcohol of choice while you beat your wife. And then I'll just go into ramble on. I'm like, well, that's weird, Mr. Tom Hardy, because it seems like we've lost connection to you. Jesus. <laughs> are you going through a tunnel? <laughs> <laughs> Sean Tubby one two three says number one sub glow sticks number two sorry I missed the interview just wanted to show up real quick love y'all number three Mike you're an inspiration and Jay you're the man that's a nice you know I, I don't I, I like I it like I don't know what that means so you're I'm the man a, I'm, and I'm the inspiration you're the inspiration so you you quote Mike Chicago and I'm just fucking like goddamn Mrs Doubtfire to you no like you're <laughs> already the man. You know, you've defeated me. I've well, I, I did divorce Skeletor. I did break free from Snake Mountain <laughs> when I divorced that bitch. So maybe, maybe. <laughs> Ken, thank you so much, buddy. He says, "Love to see you guys have on uh, the Dead and Santa." Uh, would love to see you guys have on the Dead and Santa Clara podcast. Guys on the stream would be epic to see the four of you badasses talk Halloween. So pumped for Halloween kills. Uh, the Dead what Santa podcast, uh, Dead and Santa Carla. They're also on the um, uh, Slash and Cast podcast network along with us, and they're oh. fucking super nice, cool dudes. Um, uh, who knows what's going to happen in the future, man? Like, we definitely got some people that we got to get on shows yeah, hey, with. Thank you, thank you, Christian. Christian said, Jay is the afterthought. <laughs> it's true. It's like the afterbirth. It's he like, said, oh, yeah, he, he said, exists a little bit. He said you were an afterthought? No, Christian said, Jay is the afterthought. <laughs> After, afterthought? Yeah, so Mike's the inspiration. He gets, he gets the Chicago soundtrack. I get more of the uh, Creed. Whatever, dude. You're one. Soundtrack. Way, you're way more fucking popular than I am. I don't want to hear that bullshit. Kevin, no, that's true. It's it's not true at all. <laughs> says uh, Wham and the thing with two heads is life. Uh, thing with two hey, heads. Man, we got to get on that bitch. Great. Yeah. How is on your fucking show, Chris? God, jeez. I know. And this, and by the way, this isn't a drunken rant against Chris and Sean or anything like that. But I mean, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> can you can you throw us a bone here, bro? <laughs> like, we'll, we'll like we'll like crawl through glass not really but i mean i'll i'll crawl through an uncomfortable carpet to be on your show <laughs> you know why because it hey, stinks man. it stinks talk about cool our guys man. Stinks here. what 
well, Chris and uh, not and their Sean, show, our show. No, yeah, our show. Yeah, our I, show I was like, Chris and Sean are are cool guys, man. I would yeah. love to be able to just to uh, pick their brains. I'm just happy to be and, Chris's friend. He doesn't and, have to and, have and burp a, a lot on. I'm not Chris's <laughs> friend on Facebook. I mean, he needs to rectify that. I'm not. Chris going isn't to. on Facebook, man. He's on Instagram. Well, I don't have Instagram. Well, I don't believe that shit. Fucking slow. No, I don't like Instagram or Twitter. But I, I would say, I, like, like, you know, the weird thing is, I, I would just, I would like to pick their brains about Halloween, Freddy Krueger. You know, just talk, just talk shit. Yeah. But I know you got to be careful with Chris, though. You can't, you can't delve too deep into what's going on in the future with Michael Myers because, you know, Sir Christopher Nelson does not reveal secrets of Chris, the crown. Chris is such a fucking nice guy, dude. That's like one of the top, like, top fucking Hall of Fame nice dudes of all time. Marco, Jesus Christ, speaking about nice fucking dudes, Jesus Christ, man, you didn't have to fucking do that. You guys didn't have to do that. Thank you so much, dude. He says, uh, with a huge goddamn super chat, he says, we love what you do for us and uh, know that we appreciate it. Buddy. Oh, man, what a nice... Thank you, man. <sighs> man. You guys are so fucking sweet. You guys are so fucking good to us. We don't know what to do with our hands. Look, you know, our our, <laughs> our, our our pockets might not be deep, but they are full of fucking love. And I don't even know what that means. But, like, we might not have, you know, dead meat subscriber levels. We might not have fucking hundreds of thousands of views. Uh, hey, that's a nice fuck. Uh, that, that that dude's actually a really Who's cool. That dude. guy, I don't know. Who James that is. James Agenese is actually a super fucking cool dude. Nice beat guy. Meat? Oh, dead meat. Uh, yeah, <laughs> dead dead meat. Dead meat. Oh, uh, dead. I thought it was beat um, meat. We might not do those kind of numbers, man. But the guys that the, the people that are here, you guys are so fucking cool, and you guys are so good to us, and you support us, and you support our dream, and what we're trying to fucking do here, and uh, we really just appreciate you. Thank you all for that. That's what gives us the balls. To try and go and fucking talk to people who are way more talented than we'll ever fucking be. It's people like you, Marco. Holy shit. What? No, it's not him. It's not him. I was gonna I was gonna read the Did you see Micah? No, I was gonna Yeah, Micah's always around. The goddamn guy won't stay six feet under. <laughs> it's like he's like a magic trick. He just pops up. Goddamn. I thought you were dead. He's like, no, no, I'm not uh, like I got them funny from the yeah. hat. See, Chris says Jarvis. himself, he's like, yeah, Jay's more of the fan favorite. See, see what I'm saying? See, you what's favorite? Like fan favorite. Is that a form of ice cream cones? Is that a form of ice cream? No, uh, I, well, Jarvis, man, wow, dude, thank you so much, Wozer, oh. Wowzer, go go pants, dude, come on, go go pants are sexy. He says, what's up, dudes? Love the interviews you guys give. People truly open up to y'all because y'all so genuine. Love you, boys. Man. Man, we love Jarvis, too. And that motherfucker makes some of the greatest fucking cupcakes and cakes and cookies I've ever seen in my life. It looks good as shit. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, man, we're that, that's that's too much, man. You know, you guys are too much. You guys get out of here yeah. with that. Yeah, shit. you guys are too good to us, man. You, you just you're really too good to us, man. Uh, to come out of uh, uh, to you know, uh, to do stuff that we're really excited to do, uh, and to be able to talk. What? Sorry, I didn't mean it. Like you said, the earbuds. I was like, if this motherfucker falls out one more time, oh. I'm gonna curse goddamn, goddamn. Uh, Gigglemish. <laughs> it's it's it, it uh guys, it's a weird fucking feeling, man, to uh uh get really excited to do stuff and then do it and have it be a big deal to us and then when it's over with have our audience uh to feel like you guys feel that with us and and uh uh to the the shit that you guys, you know, 
uh, just we're fucking we're really thankful for you guys, man. And Jarvis, thank mm-hmm. you guys so much. You guys did not have to do that. Thank you all for uh, all right the sweet on. super yeah. chats and all the stuff. Like, ah, oh, god damn it! It just feels like we're into this whole thing together, doesn't it? Uh, it really does to me. And uh, not even a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, I get what you're saying, but yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, it's true. I, I don't want to get, I don't want to get too deep down no, in the fucking uh, me either yeah. into the goddamn teary pants Mm-mm. that we need to go into. I know. Oh, I, but here's a here's a great question for you, Mike, from Mark Dornham. Thank what? you so much for the uh, the super chat here. He says, Mike, if your pocket is full of love, uh-huh. you might want to wash your pants so they won't be so crusty. <laughs> but seriously, great job, guys. Appreciate that, Mike's. <laughs> Trust me, his pant pockets is always full of crust. I got the crust. A lot of jacking off. I got that deep crust in me. I really do. Uh, Rambling Movie Takes also says, you guys should try to interview Zack Snyder. He's been doing the rounds on YouTube channels promoting Justice League. Fuck it. Let's go for the gusto, man. Let's do it. No, I, I'm feeling powerful. I'd be like, why did you... Oh, come on, Zack. I, mean, I was like, I, why, hey. why, 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 didn't you, why didn't you make it in a contract that there had to be a black suit, and no fucking mustache for Clark Kent. I mean, why didn't you? Why didn't you say that? Hey, man, he should come on our fucking channel, right? We've been preaching his goddamn name for years. He should come on our fucking channel. We hey, listen, do that. we if if there was ever a fan group that has sucked the cock of DC more than us, tell me, because <laughs> at this point we're growing like like spores on our throat from all that come. So yes. Hey, uh, Action Six says I'm more of a J guy. Uh, Mentally noted, Egg Shin. Uh, I'll never speak your name again. And then, Shin, uh, thank you so much. I will speak your name every uh, day in a pillow. Ken Don't says Dead Meat is awesome. I would agree with that. Seems like a super fucking nice guy. Really, really, honest to God, like I, I root for Dead Meat. He seems like a cool dude. Mark Dolman says, Mike, if your pocket's full, oh, you already said that. Chap <laughs> uh, Wilson says, Jay, Jay wants to interview the band Aqua. Why? I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world, <laughs> laughing plastic. It's fantastic. <laughs> I I love I love Ken in that. He's like, okay, Barbie, let's, let's go, go party. party. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, yeah. Let, let, let's get some fucking aqua. This motherfucker. <laughs> like, you know what? Honestly, I wouldn't turn it down. And Mike's like, hey, we're gonna interview Aqua. I was like, it has nothing to do with war movies or movies at all. But okay, <laughs> let's fucking interview I, Aqua. Dude, I interviewed Jumbo Wumbo in a fucking heartbeat. <laughs> hey, dude, I would love it. I you'd be like, hey, we're gonna interview like whatever. I'd be like. Okay, like let's let's fucking talk about it. Like, what what did you mean? It's like you're a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. Were you talking about sex doll? Like you felt that little about yourself? She's like, no, I was talking about girls. They have to present themselves. We need to in know, such bro. A way. We need to fucking know what that song's about. You need to give us the the download right now. Give it to me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that yeah. I, you know what? Bands would be. Uh, that's a whole different level of strange. Like you, you interview bands or, or or like the lead singer of a group or something, and like having to come up with questions yeah. about their music. They probably be like, dude. I mean, if you don't get the fucking song the first time you listen to it, why are you asking me those questions? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> they get, they're already they're gonna be more drunk than we are. Yeah, yeah. Before they even come on, uh, that would be another thing too, dude. Like interviewing bands and shit. There was a time before you and I did this channel where uh, my uh, goal was to uh to try to become so i was just out of the band right like i was in the band for a while and then the band uh we had uh memphis our oldest daughter and i was like okay and the band kind of went away we stopped playing shows and we kind of broke up and i was like i'm gonna become a music promoter and then like i started a website and started an llc and all that shit like that and then um didn't end up doing anything with it but 
What the fuck was I talking about? Jim? I don't know. You said you started an LLC. Yeah, I was starting. To, I was going to be a music promoter, and I actually had a band that was. It, this was a country band, by the way, but they ended up being pretty fucking big. And I heard their song, and I'm not. I'm not a country guy, but I reached out to them because uh, I had connections. You're West Virginia, bro. With the Represent guy, it. with the guy that made my band's album, um, I had connections with him, and they're like, "Yeah, we'll sit down with you." And then I just never ended up doing anything with it, but um, that all worked out for the best because we're sitting here right now. I yeah, man, I, 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 I really never saw you as in, doing anything with like the music producing side hey, of it. Hey, fuck you, man. No, I mean, you just don't really. <laughs> I mean, I think that you're you're in the, the spot you need to be, but doing music producing and, and not having like you have zero, zero creative out like a like an output, like none. Are you saying I'm you zero would, creative? Like I'm not creative? Literally, I just said you would have zero creative output if you were doing <laughs> the band shit. <laughs> that's literally what i just said but anyway <laughs> woo. but anyway no i would say uh, we're, we're doing the uh, the channel which is good for both of us because we have uh like we have a, a venue for us to uh be uh you know creatively out outputting i don't know that's no. probably not the right terminology i'm using but the weird hey. thing is and i've just noticed something dude the weird thing is and me and Mike are very, uh, you know, we have outgoing personalities. We're extroverted in in a lot of ways, but it's weird now. Since uh, I just watched an interview with um, uh, Brad, don't remember his last name from <laughs> Whose Line. Oh, yeah, Brad. Yeah. No, it was it was a, it was another guy. He's not that famous, but he said, um, and and it, and it kind of ring true for me. He was like, since he got an opportunity to have an outlet for his creativity, or you know, to have a space where he could do like stupid, crazy, stupid, like shit improv, mm -hmm. like acting sk skits or whatever, that he's gotten more bashful. And in a lot of ways, that rings true for me. Like, I mean, you know, I'm not saying I'm, I'm, I'm super bashful, but I was, I was always kind of like introverted. But like now that we have this channel and then we can do these Loomis, uh, Slenderman, uh, Michael skits, uh, Chalice skits, whatever, like it allows for a lot more of a uh, of an output and now that i have that and especially doing these like live streams uh i get more fucking introverted <laughs> uh if i'm hanging around like you know i worked at um a pharmacy and stuff but it was never the same way as it, it is here now like, i don't know it, it almost feels like it like because you have the opportunity to blow your load on stage and then you can kind of like keep yourself yourself. And when you're like not on camera and stuff, you're like, yeah, you know, I mean, it's whatever. I'm like, I mean, I don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Like uh, one of the biggest things I remember was I was when I was working um, as a uh, uh, logistics manager and doing the channel full time at the same time. My whole fucking goal, like every day when I went to work was like, get my shit done, get it banked out knock it out, work as hard as I can, as fast as I can, so that I could niche out this little part of my work schedule to work on just the channel, like to yeah. share videos, to um, uh, to make thumbnails, to do whatever, like all the stuff that goes along with it. Um, it was just, it, even though I was doing my job, I had to get really fucking good at my job just so that I could do it in four hours and then have four hours to try to keep pace with all the other channels and like try to do stuff. So I'd be at work on the internet doing stuff for the channel, get off work, uh, go home, work on the channel for four hours, go to sleep, do stuff with the kids, get three hours of sleep, wake up, do it again, come back. And like this, this, this whole fucking, um, 
you know, and people at work, like uh, people that I worked with, when I finally got towards the end and I knew I was going to be able to finally leave to do the channel mm-hmm. full time, uh, I, st- I started finally being like, yeah, this is what I do. Um, I started finally showing people the channel and telling them, and they're like, and they were like, oh my God. They were like, you're nothing like that in real life. Like, you're nothing like in real life how you are on the channel. And I'm like, that's yeah. actually not true. I am. Who I am on the channel is who I am in real life, but I'm so fucking tired all the time, and I'm so rushing to get back to the channel constantly around you all that you all don't know anything about me. I seem like an asshole, and I seem like I don't care, and I seem like I'm not interested because I'm so seem like it, so fucking focused on doing what I want to do with this channel that like I, I didn't give anything else any other time, and I'm stressed out and all that stuff like that, and. Uh, it was weird for them to see me being myself on the channel um, that uh, what the fuck was I talking about? I don't know, man, <laughs> but I mean, you had a good time. Uh, I, I, I know, I know that you, I, you I went from your slide. I did a yeah, slip you, and slide. Yeah, you did. The, you did the nasty. You did the nasty. You went down the garbage chute, and, and you're on the other side now. Uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like uh, you started out and not, you know, you, you were two different people. You went to work and you yeah. were somebody else. And then you did the channel and you were somebody else. Correct. Though. And then you were felt comfortable and you're like, Oh, I'm going to show you who I am. And you're like, but this is time I'm going to say, fuck you. I don't need this job. Bon and you walked no. away. Bon yeah, bon no. yeah. And like that, the same thing. I, I get it. Uh, you know, I I've always, you know, when I did, I worked at, um, well, it doesn't really matter. I worked at CBS. You know, you have to engage with the public quite a bit. Uh, you have to do face to face. You have to do drive through. You have to do face to face as far as the counter goes. You have to maintain like come on, some kind of snappy repertoire because they won't come back otherwise. And I know I'm getting paid because I'm there to make sure they come back. You got to suck a dick. Yeah, yeah I did. In uh, one way times. or another. Not as much as you, but at least three times. Uh-oh. More. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I did. Uh, and um, yeah, but eventually, uh, you know, COVID actually forced me to leave my job. I, I, I enjoyed my job for the most part. I like the people I worked with. There was a lot of cunts involved, but I actually did enjoy the the employees that I worked with. But unfortunately, I I was in a position where I I would there's a I couldn't put at risk people that I'm around and, and continue doing the job with a good conscience. So I had to leave. But yeah, man, right now, like I feel great because I feel like we have a stage to finally put that energy into full time, and uh, that's what we've been doing. Hey, but I've, I've noticed I've noticed the shyness, uh, like. Uh, if we're hanging out, not you and me, cause we've known each other for a while, mm-hmm. but if I'm hanging out with somebody, I don't know, uh, like, uh, I came over to Mike's place for new year's, uh, for Katie's birthday. Uh, I was fucking, he had his neighbors over and I was fucking, I was like, I don't, I got to drink at least five beers first. <laughs> like, I was like, I can't, I can't interact with these people. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know what to talk to you about. Do you guys like tennis? Like, like the first thing that pops in my mind is stupid. She was like, do you like bowling? Like, they're not going to know anything about that. I don't even know anything about that, but I feel like that's a normal conversation. That's partly the quarantine talking too. like, I think everybody's kind of forgot how to interact with each other with everything going on in the world. But I will say this, man, uh, I'll I'll never forget the day that I found out um, that that we would that, you know, we would be able to do this full time. Uh, uh, That was a great fucking day. We were were scheduled to like I got off work at 
like I typically would. I got off work at 8 a.m. I drove home. Took me about an hour to get home. Jay met me here about 10 a.m. We spent the entire day filming, uh, getting our shit done. And then April came and picked you up. And we were like, hey, let's go have a drink and celebrate together a little bit. Just got the good news that I was going to be able to leave my work and do this full time. We went to the bar together, had a couple beers, came home. And I remember I got out of the car and like opened your door and fucking hugged you. And it was like, hey. Thanks, man. Um, Fucking thank you for doing this with me because this is yeah. I try to get all like YMCA with me. Yeah, like like don't um, touch my butt. Emotional crying, whole fucking deal. Big goddamn deal to us. Big goddamn deal to us, dude. To be able to do this, guys. Uh, it's 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 even hard to talk about without getting emotional, and I won't. I refuse to. But uh, uh, big fucking deal, man. Big fucking deal to for uh, we are like I cannot tell you guys how honored we are to be able to sit here in front of you yeah. and do this and this to be our jobs. Just I'm really fucking happy, man. I'm really happy with my life. Yeah, and man. I, and, thank uh, you all for it. Thank you guys so much for uh, yeah. for all your super chats, your support. Uh, thank you guys, and I'm glad that you guys enjoyed the interview with Nathan Basil. Yeah, uh, it was a great interview. Uh, we had a great time. I think we learned a lot about ourselves, especially um, sexually. Uh, I did anyway when I went to the bathroom. I was uh, like, "Yeah, damn, Nathan's a good-looking uh, guy." Uh, I mean, if I were a theater major, who knows? <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, it was it was a good time, man. Uh, and uh, you know, as far as like uh, what we're talking about, the end here, kind of strange, kind of off topic, but I feel like we want to share it with you guys. What Mike was saying, yes, it was a very emotional, very impactful moment when we were deciding, or at least in that moment that it came together, that we both had gotten to a point where, because Mike had already left and and was doing uh, with YouTube, and then I was able to do YouTube with him uh, and do this full time. It was a it was a monumental uh, situation. Yeah, pretty. There was a lot of butt grabbing and taint slapping. Yeah, so. Yep. A lot of tears, man. A lot of tears. This shit means a lot to us, guys. It means a lot to us, and 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 you all mean a lot to us. And uh, if it ever seems like that uh, isn't true, uh, it fucking is. I don't know what else to say. Kevin Wrightson says it's all love, Mike. The fans know what you're saying. I fucking hope so, man. Uh, the only thing I want to do is is convey how thankful we are because it's the truth. Lex Green says thanks for making my shift go faster with this show. I appreciate you guys. We appreciate you. Lex. What time you get off? Goddamn! Yeah, I mean, on. Jesus Christ! It's almost eleven o'clock. Take us out with us. Come the fuck off. <laughs> Get out of there. Uh, guys, thank you all so much. Tonight's been really special, and we, we don't have a Friday fight night fights tomorrow. We won't be back until – and, hey, hey, uh, good time to announce this shit, by the way. So the show is going to go like this from now on. We're going to have a live stream on Wednesday. We're going to have a live stream every Wednesday. We're going to have a live stream every Friday. On Mondays, though, on Mondays um, – we're not going to have live stream anymore, but that's because we're either going to be filming new skits, new videos that you're going to see throughout the week, or we're going to be filming new commentaries. But what you can expect from us from week to week is that on Wednesdays, we're going to do a live stream. On Fridays, we're going to do a live stream. And starting next week, every Saturday night at 7, 8 o'clock, 8 o'clock probably, uh, a brand new commentary, full-length movie commentary on the channel for everybody to watch Uh Saturday night special. Saturday night special. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, man, it's gonna be cool because you guys are gonna see us in the same room because me and Mike feel comfortable now to be able to touch each other's wieners physically and not just digitally. Yeah. Uh, every, every every other Monday we are going to be filming together in the same fucking room, yeah. and we got some cool shit lined up, man. Some cool shit. Yeah, man. But those back to back commentaries gonna be great. 
they gonna be cray cray. Oh yeah. So every every Wednesday we're live. Every Friday we're live. Every Saturday night you're gonna get a brand new movie stream, a live stream or not a live stream, but you're gonna get a brand new movie commentary from us. And then on other Mondays we're gonna be filming um, new videos. So you'll have new videos throughout the week. Live streams Wednesday, live streams Friday, commentary Saturday, and then tons of new stuff coming to the Patreon, which you guys can find in the link below. We fucking love you guys. Hey, I'm not See a you guys. talker. I'm not a talker. I love you. I love you. You talked a lot, fucking liar. I, you're right, I did. I was thinking of Wedding Crashers, though, when he's like, I'm yeah. not a talker. I'm not a talker. Uh, hey, guys, thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight and everything. Bye, guys. We love you. It's awesome. Thank you, guys. Yeah, for yeah. sure. You guys saved our ass on that interview because your questions were great. Fucking awesome. Your questions shit. were awesome. Yeah. I had like six goddamn questions in my little fucking notebook from 1997, and you guys stepped in and fucking took the reins. And I appreciated that. It's the first time I said that to a man before. You can have the reins. <laughs> yeah, what a great night, guys. And it's all because of you guys. Thank you all. We fucking love you. I hope you guys have an amazing weekend, and uh, uh, we'll suck your dicks. So, bye. <laughs> I had a sister named Judith She had sex with this kid It all ended awkwardly quick You know, I stabbed her in the tits I know it probably wasn't cool of me But I just went crazy You see, my middle name is Audrey Myers. Now I'm not broken, it's been scrolled. Hey, just speaking, bitch, I know. all said she was boring it all happened awkwardly quick you know i murdered all those kids step one choke you in the car step two pin bob to the door step three dress up like a ghost step four strangle linda with the phone Shot six times, step seven. Now who's the bad guy? Step eight.